0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: Okay, I think we're okay.
2: Cool. Alright, let's get started <clears> then. <throat> right, double check for recording?
0: Yeah. Yep. Alright, cool.
2: Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast i'm steve and here with me is kevin hey guys and we have a very special guest today we have gail from align helicopters this is episode number 82 align helis with gail nice so yeah it's gonna be a fun episode all right so uh first off let's uh, let's get to know gail some more um a couple questions here how long have you been in the hobby
1: I've been in the hobby since, uh, believe it or not, 1977.
2: Oh, boy. Wow. Before I was even born.
1: Uh, before most of the people that I meet in the hobby were born. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: nice. Uh, do you only fly helicopters or do you also fly uh, planes and multirotors?
1: I, I only fly helicopters now because of the time constraints and I gave mm-hmm. up. Planes, But I have flown uh, inducted fan jets, planes, and slope planes in the past.
2: Nice. Uh, so what got you interested in the, the RC LA horse jet? We'll, we'll start, stick with that first. Um, in
1: 1977, I saved up all my money and went down to LA and bought a nitro helicopter. And put it together and got it off the ground and was able to hover and fly back and forth so that's, that's what me fun. started and then i drifted away because of college and athletics i mm-hmm. played football in college and um just drifted away and then when I, a line came out with the t-rex 450 i immediately went out and bought one because i didn't have to deal with nitro and i could fly in my front yard and so i started practicing and started all over again
0: nice so what was that first model you had
1: you know what? I have no idea what the model was. I just know this. There was no gyro, and I tell people uh, whenever they ask me what it's like, it was it was a big old nitro motor, which I had no idea of tuning, had a big ball muffler, mm. and the directions were in Japanese. Oh, geez. And there was no fly bar, and there was a retaining collar, which uh, you had to attach the main shaft and it called for you to use JB cut, actually cut wired coat hangers. So you mm-hmm. cut them to length and then JB welded them into this collar and attached the collar. And that's the little collar arms that followed the arms from the blade grips to the swash around in a circle. gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, so you kind of laugh about it, but that's what it was, and I followed the directions, and with the help of my father-in-law, not at the time, because I was in high school, but um, they lived down the street, and he had good motor skills, and I Mm -hmm. mean, did cars and boats, I mean, real cars and boats, so he helped me a little bit with it, and we got it up and and was able to fly, and it is true, the bigger the helicopter, the easier it is to fly, (laughs) for a beginner.
0: I'll bet by that description somebody will come up and say that they know what that is yeah <laughs> seriously
1: yeah. Awesome. they've asked people have asked me because you know some of the people that are into the older models or um, have been in the industry for years will start asking and they start trying to tell me what it looks like and uh, you know it's hard to I mean I know I remember what it looked like. I remember seeing one in a hobby store uh, probably back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it was just you know hanging from the ceiling, but it wasn't functional, you know, functioning or anything like that. Right, right. right.
2: Wow, sweet. Um, so, what what do you currently do for a living? If you don't mind us asking,
1: um, I predominantly work. Majority of my time is put into enterprise hobby and align doing their marketing, um, their web development, not for align itself because align takes care of their web, but. I do all everything for enterprise hobby. Do all the videos. Um, oh, awesome! So that, that's probably about you know majority of my living from that. I also have a couple other businesses. I do some computer work, uh, back end integration, and web monitoring as far as security purposes. And I take care of a couple of network uh, companies' and networks from behind oh, the scenes. Nice. And I also have uh, a business that I inquired for my father in law who passed away. Which they do printing of ID systems. They have ID systems for schools, so I take care of that.
2: Wow. wow. So I'm pretty busy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, sounds like it.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so besides the line, are you are you sponsored?
1: Sponsored in respect to helicopters?
2: Yeah. In the hobby.
1: You know what? Never have been, never asked to be, and have no desire to be. So everything I do is because you want to promote the hobby. So if you look at the videos that we're releasing, we actually put in um, Mikado's V-Bar on the back and Beak controller and the Beast Plus or, or their logo. Yeah. And put the settings because yes, some of the people are sponsored. However, I think it's more important to, everybody knows the products. Mm-hmm. The choice is the person's choice. You, why hide it? If somebody's gonna fly this, then go ahead and you know, put it in the video. So we're trying to promote everybody as a whole. Um, Obviously not the helicopters too much, but I even videotape other people flying other helicopters and sometimes post those.
0: Awesome. Nice. (laughs) So
2: currently, what do you have in your fleet?
1: Me personally? Mm -hmm. I have three 150s, two 450 Pros, a 450L, A 470, a 500, a 550, a 700X, 760. Nice. And what else? Let's see, a three bladed, three tailed 700X. Oh, jeez. And um, there's a couple other. Oh, nitros. Have a 700 nitro, a 600 nitro. And then I have the, I have a nitro that I acquired from someone that used to be on the align team it's a converted 600 that has an uh, OS 91 motor in it. So it's Ooh, a little nice. bit bigger than a 600. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the, the fun helicopter. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Uh, what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as?
1: A, an older one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm just an average guy that likes to go out and fly and, and I don't fly that much anymore. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm doing other things. Or if I go to a fun fly, I'm working to promote and help because it's not me that it's about. It's about the pilots that fly on the team and the team as a whole. Right. So I, I can do maneuvers. Um, I can do a rolling circle outside to the right. I can do the funnels, a few hurricanes, pyros both direction. But I'm not the guy that's going to go out and, and you know, do smack because I can't. I, it just doesn't work for me. I've tried it. And I usually end up in the ground. So I just pluck along and fly and have fun and try to master, you know, maneuver. Maybe not as a, as best as somebody can do, but at least if I can get it around, you know, get the maneuver to go five times. Hey, I accomplished something right. and I can flip and roll and have fun like everybody else. And that's what it should be about. Yes. Have
0: yeah. Fun. And that's the beauty of the whole thing is to fly and have fun, man. Just have yep. a good time.
2: Yeah, you don't have to be the best, but as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, that, so, that is actually correct.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just, you know, for someone new in the hobby, what would be one thing you would tell them to do and one thing that you would tell them not to do? Kind of like some helping hand stuff, you know?
1: Probably the what not to do is try to learn too quickly. It's really about orientation and you have to spend the time developing your orientation, um, from every direction. Yes. And when you, when you accomplish that, you'll find that you crash less because generally people crash. So I think orientation and taking your time of learning that and not trying to jump into a pyro flip because you think that's 3d. Um, I think there's a gentleman that flies Bert. If you watch his videos, um, his 3D videos—they're actually really good videos. They're inexpensive, and um, I think he's, he hits the point with that. So, don't rush it. Take your time. on the orientation. Yeah. The other half of the question: um, What was the other? What was the other half of that question?
2: Well, one thing you would recommend someone to do that's new in a hobby:
1: um, probably do exactly what I didn't do, and that's because electric wasn't available. But try to buy a larger size helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, the 550 something that runs on six cell because then you're a little bit more cost effective depending on the brand that you're buying nice. but if you, if you pick up the 550x it's a little it's more cost effective it's not as expensive to repair as a 600 but it's still big so you can see it and the orientation is there and it's mm-hmm. easier for people to see and the repair factor is less you don't have to buy two batteries to obtain the same thing so right. i'd say probably buy a bigger helicopter don't do what i did and Try to learn on a four fifty because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a great helicopter, or even smaller. Work, but that's probably the biggest thing is try to get a bigger helicopter if you can. If you can't, you know, use a larger size helicopter. And, and I guess there's a second part: spend the time on the simulator. Yes, that that's key. You know,
2: save you tons of money simming, at least to get used to the orientation because that that's where I know. I've, I crash all the time. So orientation. <laughs> but
1: then go back, go back, because that, that's what I did. I, I made a decision several years ago that I was trying to get to the point that I could um, comfortably fly upside down. You know, flip the helicopter or roll the helicopter yep. upside down and kind of stay there and fly around. And I was having problems, and I would always crash, and I never knew when I crashed or what caused the crash. Because of the when I say never knew when, it was kind of hit that little weird orientation spot that mm-hmm. happens so fast and then you hit the ground and you go, Oh, what happened? And right. now it's, a, you know, X dollars to repair the helicopter. So I made a decision. I went back and went and bought those videos I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and bought the first one and sat there and stuck hard on that first video and then went to the second one and kind of followed Bert's directions. And finally I could do things that I wanted to do. And then I, Plugged along, and I've gotten to the point that I can overcome that orientation issue, which was causing me to crash. Yes.
0: Awesome. I'm over here laughing, Steve, because he's saying, Gail saying, uh, you know, practice your orientation. Don't just run right out and do pyro flips. And I'm thinking, well, that's what Steve did. Steve went right out and did Dale. pyro flips, and uh, yeah, we still crash a lot. And that's probably okay. it's probably why. I mean, it's definitely well, why I, I crash. I mean, this I know, weekend. I know
2: my. My last crash, you know, was I was trying, you know, my, instead of my left rudder pure flips, I was trying my right rudder, and then when it got a little away from me, I didn't know what orientation I was. Rescue failed on me, and, and then I, I went in dirt, so. yep. So, yeah, you know, if I, knew, if I knew more on my orientation and felt more confident about, you know, it's like after I hit the rescue twice and it didn't work, I should have I bailed myself out at that point instead of like, oh, crap, there it goes.
1: And, you know, on the orientation piece, if you ask if you really go up and ask Alan or Ben or or Colin or some of the other guys on our team that mm-hmm. they're not necessarily competing or haven't compete competed, but they're very good at flying and they have great skills, you know, I, I said, "What did you do?" He said, "Well, my dad used to come home after work, take me to the park, and all we did was orientation. Yeah, day after day after day after day until mm-hmm. I was totally comfortable with the complete orientation and." So that kind of hit home when I figured out well yeah I already i I did it the hard way and tried to learn forward flight but really didn't learn the orientation and I could do figure eights backwards forwards all day long, but then all of a sudden I'd hit kind of a weird spot and crash and so I went back to basics and did the orientation
0: yeah nice
2: awesome okay, so let's uh move it on to how everyone's week been uh who'd like to go first? I'd like to hear how your guys' week went. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first. I've got a couple of things written down here. Go ahead, man. So, yeah, Kevin and I and a couple of our friends, Rob and Devin, we went out to our local um, friend's field, the RCRCC club. Um, since we had a, a TFR in the area because Trump went to go play golf at Bedminster again, so we couldn't fly at a normal club field. So we flew on Sunday with Ed Johnson and Kevin um, Kainz, I think his last name is. Oh, yeah. he's messed up. Uh, yeah. And and Ed, you know, that, sh- that name should sound familiar. He's uh, part of the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. So it was great to hang out. It felt like a little mini fun fly to us. I don't know, to me at least. Yeah. You know, we set up our pop-ups. They got all the chairs and tables set up and barbecued and stuff. So that was, that was some really good time.
0: Yeah, Ed's a good cook,
2: man. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure is. Uh, I saw Kevin, you know, dump his oxy into the ground really hard. I'm I'm sure he'll talk about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, What else? Uh, I started building my 6S Vigan, built the FT Vigan. I got everything cut out in about an hour, and I started gluing it all together. Just got to go pick up my ESE from Kevin and then get that finished. So that should be done in, like, once I pick up that EAC, it'll be done in another hour and be ready for Maiden. Um, Are you going to uh, paint that or anything? No, I'm going to – I don't know because I'm using that, that, that waxy, you know, waterproof foam. I might just like put some stickers on it or maybe tape it a little. Okay. But I'm not really sure. I might just leave it the way it is. I might just tape a little for orientation and make it easy, like, you know, like an orange nose on it or something. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know how the tape's gonna stick to that stuff.
2: Yeah, maybe just paint it then. Maybe you just sand it a little and then you spray paint it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I might do that. Um, I wanna, I wanna have some colors on it, make it easier to see when I'm flying that thing super fast. Hopefully, doing you know, ninety 6S. miles an hour. Yeah, I'm hoping. I, I wanna hope. I, I hope that I break a hundred with that
0: uh. because
2: six S on something that's normally a four S and Forest is pretty quick. Well, what would you say for us would be like? At least 60, 70 yeah. maybe?
0: Yeah, I was going to say 60, yeah.
2: Yeah. It gets so, moved along pretty quick. So, 6S, I'm hoping, you know. And my... I don't know. We'll see. So, besides that, I got my RC Japan order in t- today. It's great. Uh, those guys in Japan, man. I don't know how they do it. But, you know, your, the OS parts are like anywhere from 50% to like 30% of the price in the States. You pay like eight bucks for shipping and they do Priority Mail International. So, you know, it's like EMS or whatever until it hits the States, which is about a day or two. And then it's three days to your door, you know, or faster. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, they shipped it out like last Thursday and got it today. Obviously with the holiday weekend, it kind of delayed things, but, um, yeah, I got it, and I rebuilt my first nitro motor. It wasn't too bad. It took like 30 minutes. I popped a new sleeve, piston, ring, rod. Um, the crank and uh, the bearings were all good, so I just kind of reused those. And I got that 105 built back up. Got the fan shroud you know, ready for my uh, the rest of my parts to come in, and then I'll have that heli back in the air soon, hopefully. But uh, yeah, sweet pretty much been my week how about you kevin
0: um yeah man we flew on uh on what was that saturday no sunday sunday sunday, flew on yeah. sunday with mr johnson and mm-hmm. uh kevin and yeah rob and his son and uh that was that was cool man i had a good time it's their their strange kind of field where we're up on the hill i mean they're used to it i really liked it i thought the field was pretty cool i thought it was nice. Yeah. saw the infamous um solar, panels. solar panels yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ed took a couple of photos of mm-hmm. me and you and then me flying the scale heli around and yep. and one picture, it looked like it was heading towards the solar panels and somebody made a comment on Facebook about that. It was pretty funny. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I crashed my oxy three, the tri-blade oxy cube. Uh, I was inverted and I was just hovering kind of on a weird angle and it was, it was coming towards me and Devin, Devin was standing there and I don't know. It just, you know, it was one of those moments where I was like, I can either try and flip it over or it was just getting too close and I didn't didn't feel comfortable with it, so I kinda like just I don't wanna say I dumped it, but as soon as it went in I just hit throttle hold and I was like, All right, I don't have to worry anymore about but it's it's a whole orientation thing that Gail was just talking about, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kinda um and all I had to do was flip the tail around a little bit. Um but I don't know, yeah. man. I get it to an
2: orientation you're comfortable with, which would be like inverted nose in right like you're super comfortable with that
0: yeah yep and just not that close to the ground or close to us man but i i've done that before where i've dumped stuff because people were we were kind of close and i just i don't know i just rather do that than of course have have anything you know remotely come close to anybody Mm -hmm. so yeah I, i didn't even i don't even think i looked at that but uh then uh, we had the fourth on Tuesday, and I, I got a chance to take the the Crack Beaver that I had that you gave me uh, or sold to me down to my local field with like eight batteries, and I took my Oxy down, to, my other Oxy down there to 255 down to my local soccer field, and I got eight flights on the Beaver and four flights on on the, on the Oxy. And I'll tell you, man, for the time I had just being out there by myself, I'd love to have a conversation with Fred about this, because we talked about a while ago about flight test and you know how they've changed a little bit and he's like well what have they changed what don't you what don't you like about it is it episodes you know people are always saying that they've changed they should go back to the way they were and he's mm-hmm. trying you know he he tried to get us to point out one specific thing and and one thing that i can point out is sure there were times where i wished i had somebody to fly with you know back in the day when i was in the, the soccer field by myself but there's There's something to be said for going out to a field and having a couple batteries and just you being out there and flying that you can concentrate on what you're doing and, um, and just have a little bit of fun, you know? And I think that's something that flight, the guys at flight test don't do. I don't know. Maybe they do a lot out back, but the cameras are always there. You know, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But so I'd love to talk to Fred about it. So, I'm I'm not
2: understanding it though. Like, so you're saying that you don't like, that they're constantly in a community now like constantly flying with a bunch of people or like no no
0: I'm I'm saying that uh maybe one of the things that they've they've that's has translated over into them becoming a business and and their videos is mm-hmm. that they don't get a chance to slow down and just like maybe go Enjoy to the park by themselves for like an hour or two and just chill out with nobody else there just I don't know maybe yeah. that's part, you know i because like like i i enjoy flying with, with everybody but then i did enjoy just chilling out and tooling around uh by myself because i was able to like learn from a few things like oh i didn't do that right or you know you know what i mean when you get guys yeah, together yeah. everybody's like oh do this do that did you try this or whatever you know and and it's like it was, it was cool for me to just get like four flights in. And that's the other thing, you know, you get, you can back pound to the back flights, flights out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed uh, uh, on the side is, uh, I had the Twisted Hobbies Beaver. You had the Twisted Hobbies Beaver. I had the motor from Twisted Hobbies and the servos from Twisted Hobbies. And you, I don't know where, did you get the servos from Twisted Hobbies or those are just five gram servos? That no, you I got, got
2: everything from them originally, but then at Flight Fest, I burnt out the motor. Oh, and, okay. And so I replaced that with just whatever motor I could find out at that place. at some Emax motor, I think.
0: Because with my ESC and motor setup, on the same exact model, I was getting seven minutes. On that, on this past weekend, or past week, Tuesday, mm-hmm. when I was down at the field, I was only Yesterday. able to get <laughs> four minutes mm. out of really? that, that same model. And the only thing different is the servos, but you said you got them from them Um and yeah. the receiver is different. You have an orange RX where I was had a I had a spectrum like you know long range receiver in there six channel. So I sure. wonder if the the orange RX is drawing a lot more power. I don't know if that's possible, but so something something's yeah. actually drawing a lot more power because I'm getting it almost half the time. Which yeah, is, I never used to get strange. seven
2: minutes with that. Even I mean, and you went two S right? You're you're on yeah. that two so yep. S bigger problem. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Very strange, Very. but I had, a, I had a good time, man. Both days out flying, yeah. uh, I got my cub, my FT cub, from flight test. Yep. and I uh, started cutting that out a little bit. And I actually punched it out and used it as a template. And um, my father-in-law actually got me another helicopter. <gasps> um, <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? You're not gonna, you're not gonna be so excited when I tell you what it is. It's a three-channel. Um, coax helicopter that has a bubble maker underneath it <laughs> awesome you're finally it, gonna learn
2: to fly a helicopter now and,
0: and he showed me this thing and he was like <laughs> yeah i thought he, i mean my my father like he, he he's he's the man dude i mean he's was in world war ii and you know, i don't know i probably uh-huh. talked to him before yep. and it's it's like the sema you know 107 thing that mm-hmm. you have you know where the tail has the the prop facing straight up you know yeah yeah that it's thing like, pitches it forward right it's, oh my god going back to that and trying to fly that around the house was <laughs> nearly impossible when I first started. I was like, this should be on the, the, the rudder should be on the other side. It's not, it's like on ailerons, but it's funny as hell. I bring it all. I brought it outside and I'm like, all right, I'll just fly it outside. So I bring it up about 20 feet and it's, it's um infrared. So <laughs> as soon as it loses the infrared signal, it comes plummeting to the earth, man. <laughs> so, yes. But it's funny as hell. It's like you get it up pretty high and my, my nephews will love it if I fly it, um, around them, which is, which is funny in itself because here's, it, it shoots the bubbles kind of like straight down. And okay. <laughs> here's the stupid thing. Now, in order for anybody to enjoy it, like children, you're going to have to fly it over them <laughs> and shoot the bubbles straight down. <laughs> so I was flying this thing around and I was laughing. I was like, Oh man, this just violates so many rules. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're going to lose your AMA, man. Yeah, <laughs> but my nephews will like it, so it'll be you worth post it. a video, it be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll get my my brother-in-law to shoot a video. But uh, that was all I've been up to, man. And uh, it's it's been a <laughs> that 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 had me cracking up,
2: man. Nice. How about you, Gal? Being in a hobby, let's let's hear about your week.
1: Well, let's see. My week was always consists of pretty much the same thing, <laughs> but we're getting ready for Urcha. Yes. Uh, and all the helicopters you know we mentioned how many i have it's a, a lot of them are used by actually all of them if we go to an event um, we try to bring different helicopters so this last weekend or two weekends ago we went to heli or delaware i brought smaller helicopters alan brought his big one and then they just fly whatever we have in the fleet so it's to be able to show people plus people can fly the ones that i have at any fun flight uh, we walk around sometimes and ask them if they like to fly the 500 or or the 470 and at any fun fly if I'm there I'll have the helicopters and they're welcome to try them and see because that's what it's about but I spent the week fixing what I needed to fix (laughs) getting some things ready for Urcha because I'm in the middle of the 760 build and the video so that project is very um, there's a lot of time and effort it takes me about a week just to edit the video. Uh, mm-hmm. I put all the extra stuff that I'm putting in now. So I worked on that and worked on some marketing stuff and promoting some videos for the team pilots and spent some time with my wife, actually, uh, by the pool. So that was the enjoyable piece because I usually don't do that. I'm usually working till about 1 in the morning because that's when I communicate with Taiwan is around 1030 to 1 o'clock is when we start talking to Taiwan. Oh, wow. wow. So it's really doing helis and fixing stuff and getting things ready for Urcha.
0: Nice. So when yeah. you ask somebody if they want to fly a model, do you guys do you guys buddy box them? I'm assuming the whole time, or um,
1: no, I not really. Just let them fly. I mean, usually, oh, that's pretty cool. They, 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 can you hover? Can, you know, if they can hover and they're comfortable. Most people say that they're not comfortable, and that's yeah. okay. Then, then, yeah, we're, but. Most people, you know, you know that they can hover, and you've watched them fly, and and they'll, they'll step back if they're not. And we haven't had any problems or any disasters. And we tell them, hey, look, if something goes wrong, you know, it's not on you. It's on us. And you can tell, you know, people are careful. It's not their stuff. You fly yeah. other people's things much more careful than you do your own.
2: For sure, yeah.
1: So it it's worked out well for us. We usually do the 450 or the 470, the 500, because that's the two latest models. mm uh-huh let them fly the 500 not a lot of the people want to touch the 700 um just probably because they're scared of costs or whatever the factor is but they're always welcome
2: i wish i knew i would have tried i would love to try the 700x because I, I think that's if i'm looking for a new electric i think that's going to be um either that or proto so i'm looking at those two helis because i don't know just i like that uh they're new in the way they're design with the two-piece uh or the four-piece frame you know the two halves
1: so there's a lot oh, of nice. buses. I would have converted you right then and there because usually, <laughs> if, if you're looking right, so yeah,
2: so yeah. You know,
1: everybody has their choice of models. Some are because of friends' influences, some are uh, because you just like them cosmetically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a helicopter is a helicopter, there aren't that many state of the art designs. I mean, I, I know companies claim that. But if you really look at the history of a line, everything on the market has a line gone through prior to usually somebody coming out with it. And if you look at helicopters from ten years ago, they're pretty much the same concept. But um, the 700X does fly light; it is a lighter helicopter. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that the frame situation works exactly like it's described. The bottom half will break. I've already done. I've already done that. I broke both halves, so the bottom half had to just put new plates on and a bottom frame and skids, and I was back up and running without having the monkey within the wires or touch really anything. Really? So it, it, it does work the way that it's designed, and the helicopter flies very light. It's a very comfortable-feeling helicopter because of the weight ratio. Yeah,
0: Nice. Now I would have tried the 470 just cause, only because I've heard a lot of good things about that, talking to people, just word of mouth like guys have yeah. told me. You know, try it out. Check it out. Yeah, well, I'm if you're going
1: sure. to Urcha, you, you're welcome to come over. If they're going to be there,
0: nice. Okay.
1: So you yeah. do that. Maybe inundated now that I've mentioned this, but we'll try to appease and, and yeah,
2: that'd work be with
0: a good thing, right? People out uh-huh.
1: there. Well, we um, are.
2: All- how did um how did people like the uh, the 470 L T, the uh, the torque tube version compared to the Bell?
1: So here's the deal. Remember that thing. You're either influenced by somebody, you're influenced by, mm-hmm. you know, I hate belts. just with a passion. Only because I travel. And mm-hmm. if you travel with a belt and you have to break it down, it's it's a pain in the butt.
0: Oh, right. Sure.
1: Okay. With a torque tube, it's pull off the back, pull out the tube, throw it in your packing, wrap it up, we're done. Alan literally had his helicopter together before I unboxed and unwrapped everything. Because I took two helicopters in a box and bubble wrap just the way that I wanted to do it. And he pulls out his helicopter out of a single bag with his clothes. And in probably 10 mm-hmm. minutes, he had the thing together. And <laughs> I looked at him and I, I said, know. he goes, I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> I said, no <laughs> kidding. So for his ease of fixing and stuff, I like got the torque tubes better. I prefer the torque tube. I like it the way that it operates. I like the smoothness of, of the non-slowdown with blades for autos.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if, you, if you're going to talk to a belt guy, the belt guy swears by the belt. And if you talk to a diehard torque tube guy, he's going to swear by the torque tube. So the line has both now in those smaller models. Oh. If, if you're going to, the 470 with the torque tube is a dynamite flying helicopter. Everybody that flew it at Helios Overdell went, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. And some of them have the 470 belt drive
2: right right that's what i'm curious that for the folks that own the uh, the regular 470l to be like you know try the torque tube version be like wow you know the tail holds better or this or that you know whatever the differences. difference is. Well, you can see the
1: video we posted of alan uh uh-huh. flying it and alan even landed and said oh this is how it's supposed to fly nice not that the belt version is bad so mm-hmm. i don't want to take anything away from it the belt version flies great um, it's just that when you become used to the aligned torque tube versions and now you go back to a belt, it's like, it's not the sound, the feel that you're kind of used to. Right. Uh, right. They both, they're both good flying helicopters. If you're a belt guy by the belt, if you're a torque tube mm-hmm. guy. Buy the belt.
2: Okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to your week or should we move on to the main topic?
1: Um, I, I think we could probably move on to the main topic cause I think we'll probably cover some of the things <laughs> I ended up doing over the week in the main topic.
2: All right, sounds good. All right, so main topic. We're going to talk about Align helicopters. Um, Gail, you're the team manager for Align, so we'll talk a little bit about that too, and some of the marketing stuff that you do. Um, so, team manager, right? You're the team manager for the U.S. team Align, right?
1: Everybody in North America. So North America, yeah, yeah. Calm bells in Canada, mm-hmm. but anybody that's associated with the line or Enterprise Hobby in that we sponsor in any way, shape, or form. From the United States or Canada, that's who I'm in charge of.
2: Awesome. So, how did how did you come to be the team manager?
1: <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> um, it, it has to do with how I ended up with this job. Okay. Um, so, so the funny story about how I ended up because a lot of people ask me, "How did you get involved with this? What happened?" Because um, you know, I'm, I've never been sponsored. I fly what I want to fly. I paid for what I wanted to pay for. I watched everybody at the field do their thing to try to get parts or do this and just laughed at them and you know made jokes because sometimes it was serious for them to me it was just funny but um, what ended up happening was I I took a leave from being uh, VP of marketing sales for a large company and was venturing out to do some things by myself or on my own with it with a couple partners and we're still doing those things and a uh, gentleman at the flying field, his name's Mickey, he flies for the team, said, why don't you go talk to this gentleman? His name's Jack, and you know he's looking for something to do tech support, and you know what you're doing, and maybe it'll turn out to be something else, and you never know. Mm-hmm. So can I give him your number? So I said, sure. And this was about June of last year. About three weeks went by, whatever the time frame was, I completely forgot about the whole thing. And a gentleman called me on a Saturday, and I answered the phone, didn't know who he was. He explained that it was Jack with Enterprise Hobby, and, you know, I said, okay, I'll come in and we'll talk. So I went in and talked, and he looked at me and said, you're a little overqualified for this. And I said, I am, but if you're going down the path, which I think you're going down because at that time they were going to be the distributor for North America, I said, I can help you. There's a lot of things that that that." see can be done, and we discussed that. And he said, okay, we'll come aboard and sit in the office and answer phone calls, a couple maybe a day, and you can do whatever you want, which fit into my schedule. So I could still do my computer work, right, and get paid to sit in an office, and two phone calls a day. That ought to be fun. It would be oh, interesting okay. to see what people say, right, because mm-hmm. I've always been on the other side where I'm calling for help, and now maybe it's my turn to give back. Um, Because that's what this is. You learn by giving back and teaching people what you know, or at least what you're supposed to know. And that's how I think it is with the whole RC plane, helicopter hobby.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And so I
1: did that. And I started the day after July 4th. Two weeks later, he went to Taiwan and I get a text message um, through one of the apps we use from Taiwan asking me to, you know, I acknowledge that I won't disclose certain things. I said, sure, I end up with a couple manuals that I can't read. I do a lot of conversion <laughs> from the language to English. And no, I can't. It's the English translation that they've done to English. So I did a few yeah. of those more quickly, because the work ethic's a little bit different. Um, and it's my work ethic. And and Jack's, because he, he works multiple things too. But what was funny is then he text me and he says would you like to go to urcha and i said wrote back and said well i always wanted to go yes i'd love to go okay nice <laughs> and then about five minutes go by and another message comes through and it says and i'll pay you this and i'll do this for you and that and i went oh you gotta be kidding me i'm gonna go to urcha <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> get paid <laughs> and this is gonna be fun Great. No problem. Right. And I'll get to fly. That'll be great. I'll get to fly some flights at and I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. So that's what we decided and came back from Taiwan from meeting with a wine. And we're packing up for Urchin. He had the dates kind of wrong, but I didn't want to say anything. And when I say wrong, we, we arrived a day late. We, we actually two days late because we flew in on Thursday. So we showed up for Friday and Saturday when we should have been there for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and we took all of our stuff and everything, but I'm sitting in the office and it's two days before we're going to get on the plane. And he says, um, I think I'll introduce you as team manager. And I went, (laughs) I just went, okay. You know, whatever that means. And we, We ended up at Urcha and, you know, people came up to me that were on the team that, that he had told and said, Hey, congratulations. Nice to meet you. We went through the whole uncomfortable thing with Alan and Colin and, and uh, and Ben and and some of the other people because nobody knew who I was because I don't right. exist, right? I, I don't have any videos of me flying or, and I'm not trying, I was never sponsored. So trying to figure out, can I fly? Can I even hover, you know? Right. Right. And, yeah. and I'm, and everybody could be my kid. So we just went through that uncomfortable thing of like, you know, what's going on, what's changing, how are we doing things? And it's not, they were all great, just to say the least. They they were all cordial and everything else, so it was kind of fun. And then it materialized into um, basically running the whole North America team and, and taking care of that wow. and a few other things, which is the marketing and um, the ads and videos and things of that nature. So it's kind of a joke is how it started, <laughs> as a fluke, mm-hmm. and my kids – finally have to say to me, hey, you actually get paid for this helicopter thing. I have to take back what I've said, that it's just a waste of money.
2: <laughs> right, right. <Yeah.
1: laughs> so, you know, it's kind of come full circle. And that's how it all started. So what turned into just be a couple hours, mate, actually two phone calls. I literally get one or two phone calls. And I spend the time walking the people through all their troubles and setting helicopters up over the phone, which is a challenge. And being as patient as I, like, you know, can be, to now it's a full time position um, with a lot of different avenues that meet a lot of the things that I've done in the past that I have the ability to do. So it's a lot of fun.
2: When when you talk about you do um, marketing for for enterprise, now is enterprise and align are they are they like same company, sister company, or are they just kind of. Like, what's the relationship between those? So just to just kind of clarify,
1: uh, um, a lot—it's just the same as assurance. People associate a line going out of business. If you hear those rumors, um, I mean, some people posted it. Some of the hobby shops said the line's going out of business because they always felt that assurance was a line. And assurance—that yeah, was
2: the distributor, right?
1: Back. Yeah, that was Andy, and we actually have. Um, so Andy did very well. Let's put it that way, mm. and. He, I mean, I don't know what the decision or why he decided, but if it was me guessing, he, he did very, very well financially. And I think it just was time for him to take his money and leave. And so they worked out a deal. He and, and Jack, um, discussed things and, and he introduced Jack to a line. And so a line, it's a business relationship. There's no ownership relationship to my knowledge, but it is a business relationship and it's kind of, some of us work for both companies, Okay, but the actual business decisions that Jack makes or or we make for Enterprise Hobby, sometimes are actually run through a line. So it's a very good working relationship with the goal of promoting the helicopters.
2: So, so you do marketing for, for Enterprise, Mm -hmm. um, How's that like that you do a lot of videos, you do, you do a lot of promotional stuff?
1: Um I, I'll do videos for them. Mm-hmm. So we have the build videos, the unboxing videos. I, I did a couple videos in Taiwan, and we translated them and with subtitles to uh, English and and Taiwan uh, Taiwanese, the uh, Chinese. So mm-hmm. It's not really there's two different dialects of Chinese. So they converted it. So I have subtitles. I have a couple of those videos out there. Um, I'm working on another one now that I'll send them the stuff in English and they'll send me back the um, actual characters. And then I have to put the characters in and have them review it. So my computer actually works both ways. Now I can type in English and I can type in Chinese. Um, Not that I can read it. I just cut and paste. But if you you don't cut, if you don't have the right language on there, the characters won't come up. Right, Um, right so we're, we're doing those videos and then it's really promoting the team promoting the hobby because they're mm-hmm. very big on promoting the hobby as a whole and working with other companies and there's really no animosity towards anybody so I, I like that part of it um, then we, we do ads so we'll sometimes get the base artwork from a line and then we'll modify it a little bit for instance our, our whole deal is to promote are everybody that works with us. So the AMA magazine ad that comes out in August has a list of dealers in it where you can buy our products and it's limited on space. So we didn't get everybody in there, but our goal is to continue to change that or, or put new companies in or try to add more because it's really about how you help everybody promote. Because, um, if everybody walks away a winner, then the consumer walks away a winner. So we do that, that, that hard copy, um, we did the Las Vegas fun fly. That was something that align wanted to do, um, was wanted to bring back the Las Vegas fun fly. We didn't, I didn't see it as an aligned fun fly event. Cause that's kind of how that fun fly was labeled. And we were fortunate enough. I was fortunate enough to show up in Texas at a fun fly and meet, uh, Brian and Gordon from Mikado. And I pitched it to, um, to them. Yeah. And- they basically looked at me like I was a nut, <laughs> <laughs> and then we worked together to do that with A Main Hobbies, and we're going to do the same thing this year, but more people are going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And the real deal with it was this: it was look, the event's paid for, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't go broke. Give what you can give. Right. If it's a T-shirt, give a T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. And several of the companies, um, like. Uh, Tim Tim from Cyclone Blade stepped up, and I mean, showed up with stuff like you, you just can't imagine. I, I just never would imagine him doing what he did. You know, it's from the heart from him promoting the hobby. Um, the guys at Mikado did exactly the same thing. A Main Hobbies, um, Hobby Wing came through. Castle came through. I, I'm missing probably five or six. companies. go back, look at the list, and, and people just really contributed to give back to the hobby but some people didn't and it didn't even want to participate. So it's really, that's a marketing piece for us as far as just trying to give back to everybody. So that's another piece. I mean, that that's two months worth of planning work every day, going to the event. So we do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else do we, what do I do? I do all the web for enterprise hobby, um, there's some things that people don't even see that go on in the background that we do for back backend um, analytics and promotion for different things that we do. So it's 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 a real full time job. Oh,
0: awesome. I'll tell you, as a guy that's just been to a couple of these events this year, um, you start to take notice of, of who's there and what what they're not that the giveaways are everything, but just who's donating what you know. Like you yeah. see that when you start to see the same manufacturers donating uh stuff you know you start to take notice that wow you know well like like you said there are guys that that don't, you know do bring stuff to the events and uh you do you do take notice of that
2: oh definitely i think uh the last couple of heli film flies i went to <laughs> i mean a lion i mean i've i've seen a line helicopter on that giveaway bench like a helicopter not just you know, I mean, it's awesome when you see blades and all this other stuff, but like to see airframes, super combos being give, given away. Um, yeah. Even the smaller ones like CV Rotary, you know, the the Brooklyn one uh, was awesome. It was like, wow, that's so cool to see, you know, 470 on the table for someone, for a lucky winner to win. And I think, you know, besides promoting the hobby, it just brings that extra bit of like, of excitement and confidence in the company too, right? Like you look at the company like, wow, I mean, they couldn't afford to drop a couple of these things on the table and, 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 spread the wealth kind of deal. It's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not like they have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. something that, that uh, is done. Like I said, I take notice. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely.
1: And, and to be fair to everybody, the, the other companies, right? So I, cause I've been this different fun flies, in different parts of the countries. I think every single person out there or, or every single company that you could start listing off that, that's actually a manufacturer, they, I've seen them all contribute. Yeah. And it would be impossible for just enterprise hobby online to contribute to every fun fly at the extent that we do for some. Mm-hmm. So we work out our budget at the beginning of the year and we pick the ones that we go to and we try to budget for what we can give away um, without going broke. And we try to try to do that. I think those other companies are probably doing the same thing, but maybe maybe their budget isn't quite as big or mm-hmm. maybe they're focused on a different area of the country. So other people don't see that as much, um, in yeah, their true. area. So yep. the, the, the big thing I, that I really just kind of say is that I know that, that bird is given at, at many fun flies and I've seen some mm-hmm. of the stuff that they've done, which right. is great. And, and so is synergy. Yep. Um, so is Heli Direct, so is A-Main Hobbies, um, you know, us, uh, even Protos. Uh, Alex is a great guy, and I've yep. seen, they're, they're all contributing. If I miss somebody on that list, it's just because it doesn't come to my head right now. But I think every single company that's pretty much a player yeah. uh, is contributing in some way or doing something positive or going to events.
0: Well, Gail, you said you said Mikado. That's what popped into my head, and that's that's one of the things yeah. that I said. Oh, well, you know, I have seen them give away radio combos, you know, at, Radios, at events and BTX blades. Yeah, tons of it. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and you can kind of tell who the people are because if you you know, I like who's really sort kind of surviving or not. If you you know, it's real. It's easy nowadays to go look at stuff. So I, I always get a kick out of it. And it's not to say something bad about somebody, but we get a lot of requests for people to be on the team. And yeah. so we have certain criteria that's very important to us and flying is one of them, but it's not the most important. Sure. Um, and yeah. so when you start looking at it, these guys, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying I'm this kind of person connected to this company, but then you go to their website and there's no background information. They haven't updated maybe their website in a couple of years. though that that's none of the companies that I named the, these guys, That group of people, and like I said, there's a couple I missed, they're doing well, or maybe not as well as they once did, because nobody is, but we're still selling helicopters, and I still think they're making good inroads, and they're giving back to the community as best they can, and they definitely have support or support network so that you can get help and assistance with your helicopter. Um, And that's kind of the true telling of the companies of what they're doing.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, managing RC Heli pilots how does how does that um, I don't know, you got to have some stories. Huh? How's that?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I could tell you some, but some of them I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been asked about a few things and I can't talk about that, but sure. Um, managing a team is pretty simple. It's, it's not really managing, it's just working with everybody. Mm-hmm. We did away with you're a rep, you're either on the team or you're not. Either spending time together with us and working together to promote the hobby as a whole and helping people or you're not. Um, and that's a reflection of the core group. So with that being said, it's really more of I look for everybody else for help. So I spent 10 days with Alan in Taiwan. I was there to discuss team and the goal of the alliance and do some other things for him which was a great experience. Let me tell you, it was just amazing. And um, Alan's very helpful. So he gave me a lot of history. Um, what he felt would be positive for the team, suggestions, things that we may want to consider to do. Ben's given feedback of that nature. And so it's Colin. And then all the other group, you guys, CJ, Derek Chekas. So it's really, how do you get everybody together, listen to all their ideas try to work with them and just really help every kind of try to keep it organized as best you can uh, because it's really not like a working relationship where it's the manager slash employee deal. It's there's nobody better than anybody. It's just how do we work together to promote? That's kind of how I approach it. Um, so I guess you can say that's managing, but it's more of an open door. And, and these guys got some great ideas. And we've tried some of them. They've actually worked really well. So managing is fairly easy Mm -hmm. other than orchestrating the travel, figuring out what fun flies we want to go to. All that stuff happens in the back. Right. But everybody has input into it. So there's, you know, there's suggestions about where we should go and why we should go there. So I look at it more as of a group of people working together. And it's just my job to let everybody have uh, the opportunity to express what they feel is important or the ideas which they feel will help us grow as a group of people together and how it'll make a positive impact in the people that we interact with at the field.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I'll tell you, I've had a personal one-on-one experience with Ron Riccio. He came and helped me with my oh, yeah. uh, my uh, 700 Nitro that I was having issues with, uh, and that was at our fun Fly. And, you know, I said, don't worry about it now. You know, I see him kind of on and off. I said, we can get together. And he was like, no, no, let's, let's, let's get it going. And he dove in head first and took 20, 30 minutes out of his time to at the fun fly to help me out. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you and rebuilt I, half your heli, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. so it definitely, uh, you know, a tribute to, uh, to you being able to pick uh, good guys for your team. And I know that's exactly goes to what you're saying. He's not just a good pilot and he's, he's a really good pilot. He's, mm-hmm. he's a great guy to, you know, personally too, which is, I know what, what exactly what yeah. you're looking for.
2: Yeah. Good guy works hard in the hobby, works hard for, you know, fellow pilots. Personable great. and approachable guy, you know, uh, yeah, and John Dale's another one that I thought was, you know, when I first met him, great guy, you know, he flew a line and it was, always there to help and stuff. So it was awesome. You know, too bad he moved away.
0: Yeah. John <laughs> Dale helped me out with even helicopters that weren't online. I mean, yeah. he helped me out it's- with other, other things, just in <laughs> what he knew in the hobby and just suggestions for other things at my point in time where I was, you know, yeah, in, in the helicopter side of things. Uh-huh.
1: And and the other key is, you know, I remind him all the time. And
0: when we discuss it is because
1: you got to listen to everybody's stories so we all have stories and it doesn't matter whether you're a helicopter, plane guy or not, you're all everybody's at some stage of learning. And there's always somebody better. Right. But it, it, it's you got to have a really positive attitude to be able to sit there and listen to ex, you know, this person's story, which may be the same as the next person. But the story is important to them and how they're learning and what they're doing. That's that's important to them because it was important one time to you. Because you took the same time telling somebody else the same or similar story or something that was important to you. Yeah. So the key, the key group was to do that. You talk about fixing helicopters and that, that that's the key core, one main thing that's important. We went, the group of us went to the Turlock Funfly. Um, I met a gentleman up there that had a helicopter, had a brand new 500. And um, I spent about two hours with Ben working on it. Um, oh wow! and then, and then mm-hmm. he went out and did, then gave him a private flying lesson.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: You know, and yeah. Okay. It interrupted my fun fly. Okay. I sat in a trailer. I worked on it with the guy. I explained what some of like, what throttle cut is versus throttle hold on a spectrum transmitter. Cause people sometimes use cut rather than hold and they don't know that, you know, which one's, which one's, which, but it's more important to do that, and that's the real joy and the fun versus maybe doing the other things and flying because that's the piece of the give back piece that I think is important that everybody, no matter what level you are at, reach out and help the guy next to you because mm-hmm. somebody helped you.
2: Exactly. Yep. No, yeah. that's okay. the, that's so part of the whole reason of, of this podcast is, is yeah. to share that stuff, yeah. share the sure. experience. You know, if we learn something, we might be able to pass that to someone else because they might be on a stage where they need—they didn't hear about something or they didn't know about, you know, like we were getting into nitros, you know. Some of our listeners have been in been flying helicopters or airplanes for the longest time with nitro, but for us, it's all new to us and we're learning and, you know, people are giving to us and helping us learn nitro, and we're passing that on to folks that, you know, don't even think. Nitro is something obtainable for them because they it's either too messy or this or that, you know? But yeah, it's all about taking and giving back in the in the community and helping each other succeed. So it's great.
0: I'm just right. hoping people can learn from my mistakes. That's help, probably, help, help. <laughs> yeah. no, that wasn't a mistake. <laughs> what, what,
1: what was they but ask? they
0: can learn from that. Saying, but they oh, can learn from help. that, yes. Asking Don't, for help works. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, what's interesting is you go, okay, here's what you should do. And then you see some people, and they just do the total opposite, right? And you go, oh. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: which you know, is fine, I, too. they need to learn. You no, know,
1: it's fine. But yeah. and then they come back, and they say, well, it didn't work. and But you didn't do it. I watched. And it's okay. <laughs> you got to be real careful. Uh-huh. But it, it's, it's funny that and, – and here's the other problem is there's a lot of – there's quite a bit of misinformation also. So yeah. people, people go looking for things from certain people, and sometimes they go explore the forums and – And um, they may not get the right information, or they may get just a little piece of somebody that really doesn't understand it, um, or they're trying to help them, but they really don't know, or they're not setting up things correctly. And a a common situation that's very easy that people understand is the tail piece. So people call us up, and they'll say, hey, how do I set up the tail? I set it up correctly. Okay, well, what did you do? Well, I hovered I let it slap back and forth as hard as it could and I back down the game well yeah if you're hovering yeah <laughs> but it what I have to always tell people is that you you really can't set up the tail correctly until you can do the maneuver to make the helicopter do that so if you have the opportunity like if you're at a fun fly and we're there and you have a wind helicopter and even if you don't I, I mean some of the group won't they're, they're uncomfortable flying people's helicopters or helping them, but we'll definitely kind of show you or help you. And I've done that with line helicopters. Okay, great. I can, I can do the hard funnel or the tail slide to see where the gain should really be and adjust it accordingly so that the person doesn't now adjust it too much. Now they accidentally start doing forward flight. They do a little bit of a tail slide. The tail shakes like crazy. It gets that fast buzzing effect. Then they crash. So people have to understand that a lot of the information that they read, such as the tail thing of getting it the fast buzzing, is not the fact that it's just in a hover. It's actually, can you do the maneuver to be able to fine tune that tail for that position, or you know, the cyclic roll rate or the cyclic flip rate? Can you actually flip like Alan to dial it in to the point that it's exactly where it should be, um, and not put in too much? And then when you start to roll or flip faster, you end up in a problem. And I may be off a little bit on the analogy, but I hope that's kind of understanding is that you have to let the helicopter, you have to be able to do the maneuvers to fine tune your helicopter. If you can't find somebody that can do those and let them help you or ask for a little bit of help.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think one of the things like, you know, just with your, your tail tuning stuff is it's also, you got to tune the heli like to your skill level, right? Like before I knew how to do funnels, my tail was fine, you know, but as soon as you start really putting pressure on that tail by doing, you know, tail down funnels or, you know, nose down funnels, you that's when your gain settings that you thought were good is not good enough anymore. And now you need to adjust again um, as you learn new maneuvers. So it, it, it kind of grows with you, I think. So and that's one of the things that, you know, I want people to really understand is ask for help. You know, they'll help you the best they can. And if it's not enough, maybe you're more advanced than that person helping you. You know, I'm sure there's someone else down the line that can help you um that knows more and that can help you you know get everything set up or tuned or whatever, you know, get it flying good. so
1: right. and 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 that's true. I mean, even even myself, I'm very fortunate because I'm trying to finish a couple things. Or helicopters, right? Let's talk about what I did over the weekend. So I'm trying to get a couple of nitros taken care of because we want to take the 91 to, uh, the 600 with the 91 to Urcha. So nice. I'm, I'm, I just changed some servos on and put HV servos. Um, why? Because I wanted to. Sure. And and I changed um, to a different type of system for the glowing night. Why? Because I wanted to, not that what I had was bad. Mm-hmm but I'm trying to get it done so I can take it to Vegas <laughs> and have the opportunity of, Hey, Alan, <laughs> I brought it. Hey, Alan here, ben. you know, cause right. it puts it up. And, and, and it's funny because history or, or actually knowledge of years you've been doing is a difference. And I remember going to a fun fly in Vegas and it was several years ago and Alan's standing there and he's got the radio in his hand and he's flying the guy's nitro. And he takes it off the ground and does two or three little simple things. I mean, it couldn't have been more than 15 seconds. And he looks at the guy and he goes, Your ring's going bad. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, really? Wow. And he walks out and he touches two, you know, turns a knob. I don't know which one he turned, does a couple maneuvers, bam, 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 sets it down, does it again, boom, boom, boom. The thing sounds great. A year later, I saw the gentleman. I said, What was wrong with your helicopter? He says, Oh, the ring was going bad. <laughs> yeah. I had to change the rings. So the, the, the expertise, especially with the nitro, if you're going to get into the nitro, yeah. you know, you you can learn on your own, but you can also tune yourself into your motor seizing or something like that. So yeah. go down to the field, find somebody. It doesn't matter whether they're flying a, a, a Goblin with a nitro motor or Synergy with a nitro motor in a line. The nitro is a nitro motor in the tuning. Find mm-hmm. someone to kind of go through it, help you tune it a little bit. And then until you get that ear for where you, you know, where you're comfortable and you can yeah. kind of hear the differences and then you you know what's going on.
2: Yeah. When you can hear it transition from the high to the mid and it's going lean and you're like, ooh, <laughs> better land that and turn that mid up a little because you're going to blow your engine up. <laughs> so let's uh, back to the team stuff here. How do you how do you you know go about picking new team members? I know you you mentioned that you know you get a lot of um you get a lot of requests. A lot of people want to join the team, and um you know like how do you go around like okay, is this person a good fit or not?
1: It's it's almost a group effort um with mm-hmm. with the group itself. So there's a couple things we get we get a lot of requests from people asking the flies. So we we'll get, we receive a copy of their videos or a YouTube link, or sometimes if they're younger, it's a, a parent sending in videos mm. and it, it's the flying piece is one part of it. The other part of it is looking at the history or looking, you know, doing a little bit of investigation. If they're in the area, for instance, there's areas in the country where we're really not interested in putting somebody on because we already have people there. Um, the aligned team is, is a little bit different. We're not interested in having everybody across the country on the team. We want a core group of people that work together that operate and communicate together that are all working for one common goal and that's to help promote helicopters and the aligned helicopters. Mm-hmm. And we, so I look at that and then we'll do a bunch of like background gate, you know, background looking go look at their YouTube channel Go yeah. search through Hallie Freak or, you know, any of the other forums to see how they've been posting. Go look at history of it. Try to pick up pictures that they posted. So it goes back to that social media thing. And if if I see and I'll be quite honest with you, I, I can see the person because I grew I, I flew out of the field with these people where a person all he did was change from a company to b company to c company then he had this in his where, warehouse and he had this one then he changed to that then he changed to this and some of the guys bad mouth stuff saying mm-hmm. this was bad now this is good but it was good when you were flying it yeah so you right, got to right. be real careful because the, the really if you're buying some expensive stuff everybody's everybody's product at some point if you look across the globe has a failure it's like that with anything
0: mm-hmm. the
1: other side is a lot of this stuff is good and really it becomes a personal choice of what you want to fly and yes yeah, some people have had problems with it so they roll other issues into things but it's look at what they're doing are they just trying to get free product are they just trying to promote themselves as this great pilot and it's about them or is it about the hobby as a whole and you, you can tell that sometimes by some people, how they, you know, I don't, I don't know how you guys are, but you can see the background and the guy's got everything under the sun and his on his tool bench and stickers. And he's trying to promote this and he's trying to promote that and get this and get that. And I've said to people, you have a whole bunch of sponsors. Why do you want to come to us? Right. We we have our own servos. We have our own motors. Mm-hmm. We have our own ESCs. We have the helicopter. And the line puts a fly barless unit on it. We have everything. So why do you want to get rid of A, B, and C, right. who you said have been treating you really well? A lot of times they can't come up with an answer. So let's it's look at the package. We're looking for people that are positive. We're looking for people that will help promote, that um, will be part of the group. If you look at our group, um, the individual's, you know have their videos we end up showing up place uh, you if you go to if you were at heli over delaware ron was there he was great derek check us uh, mm-hmm. myself yep alan and we're there to have fun as a group but also interact with everybody else so it's important that flying is a piece
2: sure Yep.
1: okay but the more important piece is why do you want to give up all that other stuff that you've been doing And are you really serious about promoting? And what is your history of like, did you switch from A to B? And some people have done that. I watch them go from this servo company to that servo company, and they just trash the previous company. So you're gonna do that to us. We're not
2: interested. Sure.
1: And and you shouldn't be anyways. If you have a bad experience with a a product, you just got lucky. You kidding me, I've been flying for years stuff. I've had servos break. It's not the servo company's fault most no. of the time, you know, or pick a product, you know, pick it. So when, when you look at the team manager or team, not manager, but picking people on the team, we're, we, we are very selective of what we do. We're looking for certain people in certain areas and we got a couple additions that we're going to, it looks like we'll probably add this year, you know, the latter part of this year. Awesome. And, but we've been working with those people for, you know, three, four months. Um, and, a, and a couple of them, the two that I'm thinking of are, are very good pilots. They're very entertaining to watch. I mm-hmm. um, believe you guys know a couple of them. But it has to work for everybody. So we discuss everything. It's like getting together as a family pow and saying, hey, this is what we expect. This is where we're at. Is this something you really want to be a part of? Right. And if you do, it's a great experience. Or at least we try to make it a great experience. If it's not a good experience for us, and tell you, tell me and tell us how we can make it a better experience because ultimately it's about having fun.
0: Yes. We did a show early on about a sponsorship. um, And we, I think it was Chris Riber who we had on and a lot of things that you said. Now (laughs) I can relate back to that show where we talked about guys that, you know, with this uh, brand servo this time and then, you know, Two months, or with that, or what? What can they do for me? Type of thing and type of attitude. Yeah. As I the people, kind of people think, looking for the
2: discount more than they're looking for
0: the brand, you know, or or more than representing. Um, yeah. As an ambassador for the for the brand, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and and that's what it's about with the line, and that's what it's about with us. Is it's we're we're selective. The other part of it is, is we're gonna spend. If you look at really what we're doing, which I believe is unique to most of the other companies, because we're, we are actively promoting all of our guys that fly on the team and we're doing the videos we're doing, you know, stuff. I know how much money we spent on editing software and different things to um, be able to enhance or add it maybe better better videos or put better videos out because after a while I think in my opinion you just get kind of tired of oh here's a video of so and so flying and there's no extra time put into the video itself.
2: Right. So we're trying right. to trying to the do production that production value. Right. Yeah, yeah
1: production that, that's fair saying. But for us if we're gonna put the time and effort into you then you gotta be the right fit because it. We don't want to do that. So you have to kind of give back and put time into us. We'll put time into you. It's not a lot of time, but it is time, like you mentioned. Like the first time I met Derek Checkus, I'm looking at him at Urcha, and he's tearing this guy's helicopter apart. And he's like pulling parts out of his own personal stuff that he paid for mm-hmm. and putting it on the guy's helicopter and fixing it for him. Nice. And says, here you go. You know, and I said, "Hey, let, let me give you this." stuff. Oh, don't worry about it. That's what it's about. And so, those are the type of people we're looking for, and not the guy. And and he doesn't do a lot of self promotion. I mean, you know, he's a down to earth gentleman. He's mm-hmm. just always cordial. Every time I've seen him, is that way. I I've sent people, you know, said, "Hey, go look him up on Facebook, write him if he'll help you. Just work something out and be polite." And he's done it. Um, that's just one example, but I think our whole group is that way. So when you my suggestion is people that are wanting to get on teams is it's not always about the discount or what you receive. It's more of how you're going to help that company have a very good image Mm -hmm. because the helicopters sell themselves really. And yes, people do help sell helicopters, but it's, it's, that's the focal point and quit changing or quit trying to do this or don't try to parlay a and B because you can see that coming and some companies will take them. Um, we won't, you know, and if we do and it happens, we will we'll part ways very quickly. And we've done that over this last year, you know, we parted ways, um, because things weren't right for both parties.
2: Let's see here. So, so I'm, I'm guessing I mean, you travel a lot with a lion. Um, and the, the team itself travels a lot to to go to these fun flies, um, you know, like, how, how, let's get into a little bit about the traveling portion. I know you say you travel to to Taiwan every so often, right?
1: I, I did. I, I was fortunate enough to spend um, 10 days in Taiwan in March. Oh. Wow. And then I'm going back in September. Uh,
2: nice. The fine
1: fun flies is in September. Mm-hmm. And it's—I uh, mean—that in itself is just a phenomenal event. I, and you're you're in a you're in a town, and the town revolves around that company, right? Um, even though it's very—I mean—the town's kind of just going going. I don't—I can't read the signs that are written in Chinese, so I don't know when you mm-hmm. leave X to go to A like you do here. Right. But you know, imagine being in a Midwest town where the major employer or the largest company is aligned. And then you go to this fun fly and they shut down the town and it's all about this event, the, the, wow. the generosity and what they do is just phenomenal. So I get to go back for that. Nice. Um, and, and I may go, you know, a couple times a year, sometimes three. Alan was, has gone, you know, three, four times a year cause he'll test the helicopters and so does Ben and, and so does Colin. But as far as traveling, probably I did eight weeks on the road I came home for basically if I was lucky, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to leave on Thursday again. Oh, and we wow. went from fun fly to fun fly to fun fly to fun fly, whether it was flying or driving. Mm-hmm. I did personally. Um, and I've got a few in the fall. The aligned fun fly cropping up is going to in interfere with a few of the deals. But we try to go as to as many fun flies as we can as the core group. And when I say the core group, um, we try to help the other pilots cause you have, you have guys that are paid by a line. So they're receiving a check mm-hmm. and then you have people that aren't receiving a check, but they're receiving other compensation from a you know, indirectly. Sure. So the group's the group and the people want to see Ben Colin and Alan fly. So we try to send those three to as many events as we can. We didn't do very well this year with Alan, um, but we're going to do better next year with him. Everybody thought he retired and he's no longer with the wine, but he's alive <laughs> as you heard earlier. Um, he just hasn't gone because that wasn't the focal point. Um, right. But I, I think, I, as I said, I did eight, eighth at the beginning of the year. Then it died down in June, July. I'm, I have things to take care of every week and getting ready for urchus. So I'm missing two fun flies that I wanted to go to in, in July and then we'll start up and hit Urcha and another one in August, uh, maybe one in September, and then we have October, November, and December. So it's a lot. Wow. it's a lot more than it's a lot more than I ever thought of. Um, that I ever dreamed that I would be doing, and, and they're fun. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it does. It, I haven't been to a fun fly that isn't a good event. Yeah, and, and I haven't been to one where. If you truly have the opportunity to to actually do all the work on a fun fly, mm-hmm. you will certainly respect the effort and time that somebody puts into the one that you go to. Oh, definitely, absolutely. He, yeah. You know, and I we did we hit the Las Vegas fun fly, and it about killed me. And we put a lot <laughs> of time and effort into it with the advertising and everything that we do. And we've, we're launching it again this year at Urcha. With, mm-hmm. with the whole deal. And, and we're also advertising a few other fun flies that, that I've worked out throughout the country to help people with, um, the helis, um, so, so a couple of them, but the deal is, is that you go and you see how hard that person works to try to host a great event. I would encourage you. And we do this, the, our group will generally always eat the lunch at the field that helps the club. Mm hmm. They usually have a dinner. We'll yep. usually have the dinner because that helps the club. Um, and that's how they get back. We always pay for our tickets like everybody else does because that helps the club. Yep. And we're just that organization that wants to go to the fun flies, enjoy the hospitality, which they extend to us, which has always been phenomenal, and pay our way and help support them because ultimately that helps support the local hobby, helps support the club, you know, allows them to buy certain things for their field. Nobody's getting rich off the fun flies.
2: No, no. And right. it helps the community um, in whole too. That's outside of just the RC heli or just the, the RC community in general, right? Like you think about HOD and, you know, we had the uh, the local Boy Scouts, you know, doing all the the food and the cooking and the heli, uh, the pilot's dinner and stuff like that, um, which helps them out too. So, you know, and also brings in that type of like outsiders that don't know much about the RC community into our world and see, you know, and hear these, these beasts of machines, you know, get thrown around like crazy and, and all the crashes and stuff. And, you know, it's just the overall enjoyment of the hobby that we enjoy, um, kind of bleeds out to the community, um, so,
1: so traveling is, is a joy.
2: It's mm-hmm. not when you do eight in a row. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and, and we do it on a budget. So, you know, you ask how many do we do? We're also doing it on a budget. So our deal with our team is there's a limited amount of funds. You can't go first class all the time. The heli business isn't the way it is, but my motto is, is, try to get there and try to get as many in the group as, as possible to the event. So mm-hmm. even like an IRCHA, Urcha this year. Some of the people are paying for their way to get there. Of course, a line pays for Alan and a couple Alan Ben and Colin and, and they, and they pay for, you know, pay for me indirectly. And they, and they also pay for, um, uh, I name those, but we worked out a deal where we're driving. So we're staying at the, wow. field. we're staying at the field. It's mm-hmm. a 30 hour drive. Oof. And I did the math and it takes a little bit of time to get there, but we'll have fun going. So Ben, myself, um, Dennis Everett who's um, on our website as a team dad is is t- taking his trailer he actually went out and bought a new trailer um, which ha- is a little larger and has more beds he says odds oh, it's, it's uh, it'll be better for the fun flies so I'm not sure if he really bought it for the fun flies or he bought it to appease his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do a lot of travel. He's a great guy. And Mm -hmm. then we have a gentleman named Barry Madison, which he's the um, president of the soaring club. He's not on the team, but he's gone to a bunch of fun flights with us. The four of us, they're coming down with all the helicopters from Vegas. So they'll bring all of Allen's helicopters and Ben's and we're packing up in this trail and we're taking a 30 hour adventure across the country to get there. But what it allows us to do by doing that is it allows us to take more stuff and, it allowed for us to help a few other people not necessarily get to the event, but help them offset some of their costs. So it allows us to feed the team for the entire time that they're there as a group, feed them dinner the entire time, which reduces everybody's costs. And it's just a way of finding a more economical way for us to go. Yes. It impacts us as far as time um, or inconvenience. I mean, I, I, you know, I'd rather stay in a hotel than in a, in a, trailer for, for basically 10 days or 7 days maybe right. 8 but yeah. it's a way for everybody to get there and do a lot of things together and it's actually fun yeah um, So bonding uh, to you know yeah and we did the same thing when We went to Texas to Heli's Over or Heli's Over uh, Hellie, Apache Pass yeah Heli's over. over Apache Pass or whatever I mean Danny Huckabay is going to kill me now if he listens <laughs> to this <laughs> and, and Kenny Sierra but uh-huh. Apache Pass was a great event. And 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 they did the same thing for us. So this is this is a dedication of a team, okay? I tell Danny what we're doing. They're trying to get people there, right? And he goes, You're driving. Don't rent a trailer. I have one just down from the field. It's my personal. You guys stay in it. So he gave up his trailer and he ended up staying with, I believe, Kenny Sierra. And we ended up pop putting in six people in the trailer, six or seven of us. We only slept there, so it's no big deal. And then they had public showers uh, across the street in the park, which were just immaculate. I mean, the place was just the greatest place you've ever been in your life. If you ever have a chance to go to that fun fly, just to see the land. Because the landowner, I mean, if you spend, you can spend three, four hours, don't even go to the fun fly. And walk around and look at all the markers and the different things. And if you're happy to you know, connect with someone that's there, a family member, I talked to the owner of the property's son at the restaurant. The guy was the nicest guy in the world. you know, And they own all his acreage. As far north, south, east, west, you can see they own it. And the place was just absolutely gorgeous. And then you got the fun fly. Wow. But you're talking about a guy that gave up his personal trailer so we could all make it work. Um, and we we're able to bring more people and have a larger group, and that's the dedication of what a real team member. It's almost as if we're all kind of family, and that's what we're, you know, looking for in team members. Because that goes back to that team member piece. What are you looking for? People to help, you know. But if you get a chance to go to that fun fly, it, it just the land is amazing, and I'm, and hopefully I'll get the video out where. There was, a, there was a steel dome, and there was a picture that came out on Facebook, and it says, My term. And it, you know what a jungle gym is when you're a kid? Well, you're one of you, Steve, you're younger. Kevin, you're a little older. Than, uh, but you
0: said you're old. Getting older I by said, the minute.
1: I <laughs> said you're just a little bit older. But when I was a kid, they had this, like, half-circle thing that was in the playground, and it had a yeah. square little metal. A little hexagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, a hexagon yeah. that you climb on. They had a big one, okay? And Ben... We actually videotape from all different directions. I'm working on this massive video, and I'm trying to do some really cool stuff that that's a little bit over my head with uh, 3D graphics. But um, he took a 470 because they just come out, oh, and he uh-huh. just rips it inside this dome.
0: He's really? doing those
1: hurricanes, TikToks, up and down. Wow. I mean – The the videos the video shots that we have are amazing. I just have to put it all into a snippet with a story, which I'm working on. Hopefully, like I'll get it out, you know, in the next couple months. But um, the place is just a gorgeous place. Can't say more about it. And Danny, if you're listening, thank you very much for your hospitality. You and Kenny.
0: What part of Texas is that in?
1: Um, Downtown Texas.
0: Downtown Texas. I thought it was
2: outside of Austin, if I'm not mistaken.
1: You know what? They actually named it. It's called Downtown Texas. Wow. So when you walk into Apache Pass, if you just search Apache Pass, you'll find the Apache Pass because on the – I don't know. If, I think it's the north side of the, the road. That It's a two-lane road that you can do 80 miles an hour down. But um, on the north side is this whole campground with this outside big, huge area for bands to play there's a suspension bridge, there's some history about, the reason it's called Apache Pass is because that's where the Apaches they actually made a movie about it I believe, Danny told me, where they were able to cross the river Um, and for whatever reason you'd have to look up the history, then there's the restaurant and the bar and I mean, I think they mow there's so much property that you can walk on I believe they start mowing on a Friday and they start mowing again on Friday and they mow five days a week
0: Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it's located
2: near Rockdale, Texas. Yeah, there you go. Huge park.
1: And the field is huge that they fly on. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. Nice. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah, and there's campgrounds for trailers right down below. So you can pull into the campgrounds and park your trailer and have full hookups. And you just got to drive up the hill. Um, or you drive in the town and stay at the local hotel. And there's a couple uh, hotels at the club work some things out with as far as recommendations, I think some pricing in the local town. It, it's just, it's being in the, for, for me, I'm from California, right? There's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like that here. All right. So that, yeah. I think that covers traveling. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Other than it's fun. And I can say this to everybody. If they're listening, if I've met you at a fun fly, or been in a fun fly. Everybody has been so cordial, polite, Regardless of what helicopter they, brand they fly, and um, those people are all appreciated because that's what it's about. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, talking about fun flies, you know. I mean, we met at um, Helis over Delaware, so yeah. I kind of want to just get a recap on, like, what was your take on HOD? Um, you know, that was that was the first event I think I actually went to that team online was there. Um, and, the, and, you know, first time to see, uh, Madeline Zabel junior fly, which yeah, was freaking amazing. So, um, but yeah, we we'll, want we'll want to kind of get your take on, uh, HOD. I
1: thought, I mean, the field is just great.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think it's really cool how, if you get a lot of nitros, the smoke kind of stays in the, you know, between the trees, it gives it that yeah. cool effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Ron did a great job, and I know there's a couple other people that are involved, and, and they did a great job. Yep. Uh, it's unfortunate, I think, for them that the weather was predicted to rain. I mean, mm-hmm. we got on the plane, and, you know, it looks like it's going to be thunderstorms, and we're going to be in rain all day. Right. Uh, and then we got there, and it drizzled and rained a little bit Friday morning. After that, it was done. I mean, it was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately I think sometimes you gotta take the gamble and just go. Yep. Because every fun fly's been like that. that yeah. I not everyone, but uh, the majority of the fun flies, especially on the east coast that we've gone to, yeah, we've gotten rained on a little bit, but then it clears up. That's just I think part of the way the weather is, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. The weather guys are like to have fun with it, us. <laughs>
1: you know, I was at in Alabama and Oh my goodness gracious! Here comes the rainstorms. You jump underneath the little, um, you know, carport type things, and a downburst. And then five minutes later, there's no water on the ground here, but goes flies. You know, ten minutes later, whatever the time frame is. So my take on Holly Hallie Dell, Holly's Overdell, was it was a great event. Um, the weather was wonderful. It wasn't too muggy, really, not too hot. I believe they moved the date from July to earlier, mm-hmm. to kind of help that. Yeah. Um, the, the food was, I, I mean, I don't know how you go wrong not eating the dinner. It was $15. bucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: let us see. You go back for seconds. But, yeah. But, awesome. but you, you get a piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. But my pulled pork sandwich had so much pork on it, I don't know what to do with it.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Eating with salad, the beans and everything else. Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> macaroni salad, potato salad, beans. Yeah. Watermelon, cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Boy Scouts did a great job with that. Yeah. Stuff. And and lunch was I mean, the hamburgers were outstanding. And what they didn't use cheap meat. They didn't, you know, like go down and get the cheapest thing in possible. Sure. Um, the hamburgers were great. Bacon, what was it? Bacon cheeseburger on Saturday and a cheeseburger on Friday. It was great. The ladies were really cool. Um the whole Cubs Cub Scout, Boy Scout you know, group was was nice. Let's see what it was other meat. I like the bomb in the ground. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's really cool. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, put that in
1: the videos. There's a picture yeah. of that. A couple of videos because it's it's just a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and I, the people were nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you go down and you and you talk to everybody, it's it, it was it was more of, um, I thought it was more of a close knit, deal where you kind of felt part of it, even though you weren't. You know, I'm not from the area but I didn't feel like I was outside there. I felt like everybody was so nice and so cordial
2: yeah.
1: and polite and the inner intermixing of coming up and talking to you um, and, and kind of going out of the way so that everybody ended up having discussion. I think I met most of the people there, which is a little unique for funk flight because a lot of times there's sometimes a group of a and a group of B and you have to really go out and reach out to those people because they stay in their group. Um, right, right. I think this was more of just good old people, you know, with big hearts and coming up and talking to you or you go up and they reach out and you're having a conversation with them. It was that way all up and down, you know, where everybody was camping out or, you know, had their staging areas. Right on. Yeah.
2: Nice. Love the the vegetation challenge, too. I thought that was very unique at their event.
1: Oh, that, that's <laughs>
2: never seen that. Show. Yeah. That was really fun. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I like the mosquito spraying. I'm not used to that. So, that's, oh
2: yeah, yeah. Rob walking around with the fogger.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I was a kid, you go to I go to Wichita, Kansas as a little kid, and mm-hmm. you just get eaten up by mosquitoes. You know, right, right. Um, and I, it was kind of cool. Like, oh, hey, I'm getting bit, and all of a sudden they come out with that fogging thing, and the whole device is cool.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> like a blowtorch. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs>
1: yeah, you know, like holy cow! Oh, just uh-huh. don't breathe it. But yeah, Yeah, uh yeah. you know, that was cool. But that, that vegetation channel challenge of, uh, and so anybody doesn't know, they go out and they pick the cattails out of a pond on the far left side of the field. And it's a pond swampy thing. And the cattails are already, um, like gone. And it's kind of after the big brown cattails on it. Mm -hmm. And then they take those and they stick them into the ground along, I I think it's a runway. Probably upset the plane guys, but they stick them, mm-hmm. and then you get to fly your helicopter through them and try to cut them down. And you think it's easy? It's not easy. Oh. Uh, you know, I didn't see anybody. You think you can just fly right down the row and chop them all down? And it's not easy. But man, that that was that was a that was really cool to watch.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. Good good pilots, man. There were some good pilots at that event too. It was amazing.
0: Oh man, was crazy? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, I mean, not even just, like, obviously, Team Align, um, A-Main Hobbies, but, like, just to see, like, the regular folks, you know, just mm-hmm. the regular hobbyists going out there and really doing some awesome, awesome flights out there. I just, yeah. I get blown away every time I go to a fun flight because, you know, <laughs> it's like I, I'm in my little world. I fly with, you know, a certain amount of people and, you know, and then when you go to these events, it just opens up your eyes of the talent that's out there. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it was, you look at Amy, a- I mean, Amy was there. Frank, the team manager, great guy was there. Um, he had Jason Bell came in from California or California. Um, you know, he's always a joy to watch. You know, Amy's a customer of ours, but Jason's just a good guy. And he's very positive about the hobby. And um, he did have a 700 X and I was able to get that video. <laughs>
2: yeah. Excited
1: about that. I'm, I'm going to be posting that. And then you had Andrew Molina. Molina, did I say his name correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you ever had a chance to watch him fly, he's just crazy with a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then you had Josh w- with them, and they had a couple other people that I don't know their names, but they they did they came out with a good support of people, and they're just mm-hmm. we've been in several fun flies with with them, and it's always a pl- oh Leon Luke was there. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know he's cranking it with his nitro and his, and his electric helicopter. Um, I think they were, Oh, you, you can't miss it. Alex from Protos. Mm-hmm. The yeah. The U S he, he came out with Jesse. Yep. Yep. Um, and so Jesse flew and, you know, so there's a good group of the upper scale pro pilots. Yeah. And then you had all the other pilots and there was a lot of guys that were out there that could really fly well. That's what I was amazed about that, yes. that that there was a lot of guys that were flying well, and then the few that you know were learning were some of them were a little older, like my age, and <laughs> fucking along and doing well. But it didn't matter, and that's what people understand. When you go to a fun fly, there's it doesn't matter what skill level you are, there's always somebody better. Yeah. You, you know, unless you're the top five percent. So just go to the fun fly, support the club, have fun, and I I really think you learn by going to a fun fly and watching the other people fly and kind of seeing what they do and what maneuvers they're doing. And Mm -hmm. that helps you a little bit with it. So it's always a good thing to go. So Hell is Over Delaware had a great group of people and some really top nine, top line of pilots.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: And, you know, he's doing a fun fly at the end of the I think he's in September, right? Sorry, who? Um, I'm looking it up right
0: now. Chris Reiberts event up in New York? Uh, yeah, I'm not
1: sh- I got to look it up before I tell you.
0: No, you have a point about, you know, watching people fly because I know that if I can do, if I see a guy do like two maneuvers that I know how to do, but he links them together, I'm like, oh, well, I never thought of doing that, you know? Yeah. And then you, you wind up giving it a try and just something else to, you know, to, to try out. When oh, yeah, sure. This past weekend, you know, I...
2: I was like, I'm gonna try Alan Zabel's four-point <laughs> loop, you know, where he makes a big box in the sky, and you know, it was ugly, but I was is like, that yeah, what that was? It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was real ugly, but I was like, oh, that's so awesome because it, it gives you ideas, right? Like, you might not be, you know, you, I'm, I'm in nowhere, like he's on a different level, but it's like, oh, I feel like I can figure out how to do that maneuver and give it a try, and you learn something new. And you add it to your repertoire of, you know, moves that you can
0: do. So. You know when we watched him fly really low to the ground? That's what I was trying to do with the oxy. Yes. And that's exactly got what got I thought of when uh... – Too low. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's the part that everybody does. And he's inverted. And, that, I mean, we, we posted the video. He, he probably chewed two inches off the grass right to the dirt. Yeah. Yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. and you know I'm surprised he didn't mess up his blades but didn't mess up his blades. thank goodness the grass was a little thick and that's the second time I've seen him do that the last time was at Urcha last year um, he's been fortunate enough to fly over concrete and asphalt the other times but when he gets to the grass he gets low and then he chops the grass. I thought the helicopter was gonna die but, um, I, it's it's kind of gets a little nerve-wracking <laughs> <'Cause>, damn. <laughs> But yeah, you want to stay a little higher than that. It's not worth the blades. <laughs> Usually, what happens is you do what um, it was. Ron, we were at uh, um, uh, the Virginia Funfly, Casey's Funfly, mm-hmm. right? And um, Derek Check is talking to Ron, and it's funny because he's going, "Okay, bring it in, invert it, bring it in a little lower, a little lower, a little lower." Oh, not that low. Oh, too low. <laughs> and, and his helicopter actually hits the ground inverted. And bounces right side up as if it's ready to take off. And literally, all he lost a ball link from his blade grips. And it did ding the tail, the boom. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you, know, you could have flown with the tail. So it almost looked like it was okay. So it's not a good idea to go that low to the ground. It's not worth repairing your helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to tell you that Josh... Um, is Joshua, he's doing the Heli Phenom in oh, September. Yeah. He's trying to revive that. Um, and I think it's he's got it slated for September 7th through the 10th, which that should be a good fun fly out in your area. Okay. Plug for him. I'm sure A-Main's going to support it because he's on the A-Main team. And I would guess that other people are. We don't know if we can go yet just due to the fact that we're going to be in Taiwan and usually... A line sends us out a little bit early for that. Oh, I, I got to bring up something about Taiwan because, um, you know, because we're talking about fun flies and everything else, but people don't realize how big actually the line is. It's a massive facility. <laughs> it, it it is truly amazing. And what what the part that's that they don't realize about R and D because. You, was, you know, some people have smaller companies or it's maybe a one or two man shop, right? When you have a conference room and it's, I don't know, 14 or 15 easily chairs running down, it's massive. They got a helicopter in there and, and they're talking about the paint scheme color. And there's 10 guys in the room, you know, with ladies, <laughs> 10 men and women trying to figure it out. And you have an engineering department with R&D where there's probably 12, 13, 14 people. And they're watching every part and they're looking at stuff and they're trying things and then alan goes out and he flies the helicopter and he'll tell them hey it doesn't have enough of this or it doesn't do this and they run they don't run but they'll go back and they'll rewind a new motor um, to the specs that they've agreed that they're going to do or they'll change some ese programming um, and, you, and you have you have a gentleman flying a helicopter and it's not one person out there making a decision you have five or six people and somebody's checking this, somebody's checking that everybody has a job. I don't really know what they're talking about because you just sit back and watch, but they're definitely putting the time and effort in the R and D and the place is massive. It's, I think it's five or six stories above ground and a story below. Um,
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: There's, there's, there's hundred, I don't know how many employees, but they have living quarters um, because they have Taiwan. The way that it works is, you know they do have workers that come from the outside of the country to do certain jobs like we do here, mm-hmm. but they're actually bringing them in on work visas, and they have facility for some of those people to stay at, so they live there, um, and then work in the factory. So it's it's not this little company; it's a very large company with a lot of time and effort into what they mm-hmm. try to develop, and nothing. You you know that people put a lot of time and effort into it when. They've dissected every other helicopter and they're not being disrespectful but they're discussing like here's the weakness here here's the weakness there because that's what big companies do. yeah they're buying the other company's product at retail or wherever they're getting it from and then they tear it apart and they find out the weaknesses or what they shouldn't do or what they do do not to copy it but to make their product better
2: oh, to learn and, from
1: it. And, and how to learn right? So it, it's, a, it's a major company that's, that does well. And a lot of times it's not just shift and try to redo something. And the amount of product that we sell, we can't keep helicopters in stock right now. So we're selling a lot of product and probably a lot more than, than a lot of companies. But it's also because of the dedication the line puts on it, into it. And there's not they're not going out of business. Um, it's just a product line for them but they put a lot of time and effort into it, you know, and they, and they, you know, I brought them back some stuff and showed them some things and um, a, a simple deal was, and and this works for anything. If somebody has a problem out there with the product or they think they, that they should improve it and they go post on the forums or they do this, it doesn't really help a lot. It's sometimes it's better for people to, Hey, make us aware of it and we'll, we'll definitely document it. We'll, go and do videos and we'll present it correctly to a line because if it is something that can help the product, they're all for it. And mm-hmm. as simple as this, they just released the new, uh, next straps for the radios. <laughs> so I took them one of their next straps, right? <laughs> Cause I've always wanted a line next strap. Cause I've always flown a line and, and I've had everybody else's. I've had a goblin. I've had, I've flown synergy. It's nothing gets their helicopters. I just always have flown the line helicopters and, and a helicopters, a helicopter. And I have, fun. But I took it to him and I said, look, see, this is where I hold the radio. Here's where your next strap goes to. <laughs> you yeah. need to make something longer in America. You, everybody here is short. You've been making them for all these guys, Alan, Colin, Ben. They're all shorter than I am. You need to make yeah. them for tall guys. So now yeah. they release the next strap and they work. So, <laughs> make a big yeah. and tall so,
2: version. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, now it's a version that will work for everybody so they're certainly open to ideas and suggestions and I, I commend anybody that takes the time and and picks up the phone and contacts with contacts us let us know what's going on we'll work with anybody um do things to help the product become better because a lot of times when they start posting stuff it doesn't post out correctly or maybe they're providing misinformation or it's not really correct or right but um it, it, it aligns not a little company is my point and Right. It is a big operation, and there's a lot of time and effort put into it.
0: Nice, but,
1: yeah. And and people don't realize that. And, and I'll tell you, it was we could talk a whole deal on the trip because I'm the first person that a line sent over there um, that eats the food. Really? <laughs> so we we you know show up the first day. We're gonna have McDonald's because like Ben Allen and the other guys they don't really eat the food. And I said, you're kidding me. I flew to Taiwan. I'm going to eat McDonald's. You've got to be nuts. But yeah, we yeah. worked it out. So I had box lunch like the workers did every day for lunch. And then we went to the night market and I had all the things that nobody here probably would eat.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's like Chinese food, but like real Chinese food, not uh, your number one Chinese takeout. It's like real Chinese food.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's, well, so it's Thai, isn't it? No, no, uh, it's, it's, it's Taiwanese.
2: Taiwanese. Taiwanese. So it's not yeah. really
1: Chinese because it's different. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a different cultural thing. But what, what's like we had, um, they have a duck tongue. So I, I, I said to him, I says, oh, I that. what's that? They go duck tongue. So I just want to know the guy that had the job to take the tongue out of the duck. Mm. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of smoked and you eat the, you know, there's meat on the tongue, but there's a bone in the tongue. So it's not like lengua, which is the, the the beef tongue here um, mm-hmm. that doesn't really have the bone, but it's good. And then they have duck head and they're kind of smoked and then they fry them and you eat everything in the duck head. So the brains and everything, but it doesn't have the tongue because that part That's comes separately mm-hmm. and, and you can go down the list of stuff that they have. So the, the food that is different than it's here, but then you still have all the other restaurants. So we had, you know, there's a shabu shabu restaurant where you cook in the pot um, sure. which is kind of After Japanese saying. Yeah, and then they had a Japanese restaurant. We went for steak one night. But to go on the night market is is just a trip because it's like going to a little carnival. they got all the yeah. games um, that you can play to win stuffed animals. Alan won a stuffed animal because he was able to shoot a BB, uh, like a pellet gun, and kill mm-hmm. 10 balloons because that's one of his hobbies is he shoots guns. And he's walked up and went, bam, 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 bam shot all 10. And nice. Nice. You know, um, but, and then they have stinky tofu.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How is that?
1: Um, it's stinky. Don't touch it.
2: Very stinky. Yeah. Huh? I heard.
1: Yeah, Have you ever had it or no?
2: No, my friend's Taiwanese. So he tells me about it. He says, yeah, it's basically like if you're not used to the smell, it kind of makes you want to puke. Um, but <laughs> once you actually put it in your mouth, it's not too bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good description. You can definitely, if you're downwind. Yeah. You can smell it for probably two miles.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay.
1: but it, it's it's uh, tofu rotten. Yeah, you know, fermented.
2: Like fermented, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, it, I mean, if you eat if you eat sushi, which I do, you have uh, natto, which is fermented soybeans. Yep. Um, so it's tofu fermented in some way or aged, however they do it, and then they fry it and they have a little dipping sauce. And I was just told, don't touch it. But it, personally, I think it's good. I eat anything. So anybody's food, as long as you show up and you'll eat it, I'll eat it. And it, it's just a cultural experience to go there and eat the actual food that's so much different than it is here. Although some of the food is similar. If you're able to go into communities which are heavily influenced by the culture, uh, you're able to get, obtain food that's similar to that culture.
2: Um, okay.
1: and, you know, so, but it, it's, it's an experience to go to any country, but Taiwan's a beautiful place and it was a lot of fun.
2: So, nice. do, you, do you speak much of their language? Like, do you understand and speak any of their language? Zero. Zero. No, not like, I mean, but you know how to say like hello or stuff, right? Like,
1: I I actually learned how to say special number three for the local restaurant here <laughs> because they have three specials. Uh-huh. So, I took it upon myself to be able to walk into a place that they, uh, English is not the primary language, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. It's about two block. it's about a block from where, where I work. And it's box lunch. And that's how I got on the box lunch at Taiwan because I said, hey, you know what, at home to to the, my contact there, her name's Lena, I said, can you bring me lunch? And she says, oh, I, I can't. And I said, why? She goes, because I bring it from home. And I went, oh, man, um, I'll pay. She goes, I go, I, I just want, you know, at home, and I'm like making a shape of a box. And she goes, you want box lunch? I said, yeah, box lunch. I order special number three all the time. And I told her the name. She kind of laughed. And. I said, I just want whatever they have. So the only thing I ever, and I forgot how to say it, actually, now that you call me on it. But (laughs) uh, there's a couple words, like when you say hi, you know, you're supposed to say a certain thing, but Mm -hmm. really zero. Um, However, the owners of a line speak English. If you speak Mm -hmm. slowly, they understand English um, a lot better than, you know, very well, I, I think, or at least enough to communicate. And there's plenty of people there that speak English. I've never been anywhere outside the United States where you couldn't get by with English. And Google Translate works great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you (laughs) that.
1: You know, you talk. to it As long as you have data, you're okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't have a problem. So, no, I don't speak the language.
0: I think one of the first things I would learn is where is the McDonald's? (laughs) Everything's delivered. Some of the stuff you're describing, I don't know. I, I I tend to feel the same way. You're like, I love learning about culture, and I have no problem. Like, I, I have some Spanish friends and, you know, Dominican friends, and they would be like, hey, you got to try this. You know, you'll never try this because you're a gringo. And I'd be like, no, I'll try, you know, whatever. But some of that duck stuff and brains, and I don't know about that. Hmm.
1: And I right. eat hot food. So you talk about I eat hot food. It doesn't, you know, spicy food. It, the spice doesn't bother me for whatever stupid reason. Right. Into a noodle place, and the guy runs over in English and says, Oh, you know, very hot, very hot. And so they start talking to the two ladies with us that work for a wine, and they're communicating, and says, Hey, it's very hot. And I pick up a spoon, you know, everything's chopsticks, but they had spoon because of the be able to dip the hot stuff. And I pick up a spoon and I blop a blop on it, and I lick it, and the guy's like, Oh, you know, he's gonna die. And I go, It's not hot. (laughs) So Uh, I put it all in there. And they're all dying, you know, and the guy thinks it's hotter than the hot. But um, mm-hmm. it, I, I think if you go to a country, you don't at least try their food or try some of their stuff. Yeah. You kind of miss part of the cultural situation and you miss oh, some of the food that's good. Oh,
2: no, yeah. absolutely. Food is a yeah. big have, part of culture, you know, of, of someone's culture.
1: I would never have thought bamboo was as good as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, cook bamboo. It's just not what I would think is being good, but it was actually really good. And there was a whole bunch, but it, you know, the, it, it's just different stuff. They have a lot of the body parts. So you got yeah. the kidney and the
2: heart. Well, Things so that you and, would have think that they would throw away. <laughs> well, that a lot of
1: cultures eat. So, you know, I'm in California and I've learned, you know, I eat Lengua, cabeza, buche, sesos, tripas, mm-hmm. all that, and tacos or burritos. And that's kind of, in that realm, so it doesn't really bother me. But, and I knew a lot of the stuff, because I could look and go, oh, that's this, and that's this, and, and then they would translate some of, the, some of the things to me, and the fruits are different than they are here. So you gotta try those. They you know have a little bit different fruits, varieties, and things that we don't have here, which are really good. I just, you I mean, can't get them here. Um, but all in all, it's, it, the, the night market is a really cool thing, and if you ever get a chance to go to town, go to the night, the night market. Because the world true. comes alive, and it was a good advantage for me because I'm taller than everybody, so I could see all. Of you.
2: <laughs> you could see down the <laughs> road. <world.
1: laughs> every once in a while, somebody would pass me, and I, you know, we look at each other eye to eye because you,
2: you know, get a little head nod, like yeah, yeah, like <laughs> <"Hey>,
1: yeah, <laughs> or you see him coming, and you go, oh, okay, that guy can see like me.
2: But awesome. Yeah. So I got one last thing I want to talk about in the main topic here. It is uh, your venture with uh, CP Helly now at the Facebook group. Venture.
1: That's a big word. What's venture mean?
2: Well, it's like a new thing that you guys are kind of looking into, right? And working with, um, Dennis, uh, DeLau and kind of, I don't know. You're doing this Q and a thing. I think that's coming up soon, right?
1: Oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I trying to put in what venture is, what, what road we're going down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On, so on Saturday, what, so
2: um the day be, after this release mm-hmm.
1: yeah we're, we're going to do something and talk about a few things and I'm, I'm pretty um, loyal to what I say and uh, Dennis contacted me I forget how he did but a couple weeks ago I think before I met you um, mm-hmm. and asked if we could do something and I said sure I would I'll, I'll go on your program and talk and um, you know ask me whatever questions you want to ask and what do I need to be aware of and he Uh, make me aware of like, you probably get, you know, this is going to be an issue. And I said, well, don't worry about it. Uh, video's coming out for that. And it was the 500 X, uh, shaft turning. And I said, well, we're going to be releasing a video of how to replace or check or repair. Uh, cause there's a little bit of a production problem. A couple pieces weren't, uh done correctly as far as the 609 Loctite. I said, well, so we're taking care of that. And he said, can you do this? And I said, Sure. So it's. I think it's a positive way to do something, and we got a couple little surprises for him that I, you know, talked, discussed with him. Said, "Hey, I'll I'll go ahead and, you know, we'll discuss this and this, and I'll let you release that information first because he contacted me. Nothing so gets any other groups um, mm-hmm. or anybody else, or mm-hmm. even you guys. So there's a couple of things I'm holding because I said I would, and I think okay. that's important. And the hard thing is, is that yeah, we want to be friends with all the groups because you don't want to pick somebody over anybody. And all the groups, just like the helicopter manufacturers, you, everybody should get along. And, you know, maybe somebody tells me something in confidence that I can't release, but it's really try to be fair to everybody. So I, I am doing that on Saturday.
2: Yeah, that's at uh, Saturday at 2 p.m., right? Is that 2 p.m. Eastern or Pacific? It's,
1: I, it's, I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern time.
2: Eastern time. Perfect.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to do that. And, and he, he's got a couple surprises. Um, I think they're they're going to raffle off a 150 uh, super combo kit the Bind and fly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I don't believe there's any um, cost to that. They're they're doing it on their own, mm-hmm. uh, and and I have to commend them because they're doing it out of their own pocket,
2: right? Yeah.
1: So you, you have to. They have they have a purpose, and they have. A, I think they're very straightforward. I think he's very straightforward. Been very. You know, helpful to me uh, but I think that's important that people know that's in that group that they have a group of people that are trying to give back out of their own pocket to help um, it's not something that we flat out donated I didn't even know that they were going to do it till they already announced it and then I went oh okay and they've not asked for a thing so that's something that they're doing and I think that just tells you the integrity of their group um, sure. yeah. and that's not to say anything about anybody else's group that just comes from them yeah. And then we have a couple of little surprises they're going to announce as far as Urcha goes, a few little other things that we did. They did announce, and I think the other group did too, is um, RC Heli Hangout announced it, that at Urcha this year, you will be able to win a free trip to Las Vegas with yeah. private flying lessons with Ben and Alan. Oh, We're wow. going to pay for the plane ticket, from anywhere in the United States or Canada. Wow. Uh, if you're outside the United States, you got to get to the United States, and we'll we'll pay for it. Uh, mm-hmm. The trip will be arranged when it's convenient for every, all parties within a certain period of time. Probably give you about eight months to to utilize it because you need to be in Vegas before summer of next year because <laughs> summer is not pleasurable to fly in. Although Ben <laughs> flies every day in the heat.
2: Yeah. Um, well, he's he's spoken to. Us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he flies every day in the heat, you know. And hey, if you've been in the setup, it's a good thing because he chills in his trailer and then he walks outside and gets back in his trailer. But the, the trip is going to be given away to Urcha. It'll be given away by Doug Darby. Uh, Doug Darby is going to announce the aligned team for each one of the demos on Friday and Saturday, and Doug will do the drawing. The trip is you'll fly into Vegas on Thursday. We'll put you up on the strip because that way you can go out at night and go see the strip and go to different hotels because you can walk or take the local transportation between hotels. That's um, convenient. It'll stay Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. On Friday, we'll have you picked up and take you to uh, the flying field, whether we go out to the lake or to the local field. Mm-hmm. And you'll have lessons with Ben and Alan on Friday and again on Saturday. And then we'll send you home on Sunday. Wow! Wow! That's, that's so, wow. That's probably, awesome. Yeah, we'll probably tuck a little surprise in there, but I gotta wait and see how that surprise works. So that—that's the main one of the main things we're giving away. We got a couple other surprises that I that CP Hellies will will, will discuss on Saturday. So people should tune into that to mm-hmm. kind of find what they are. But I, I think they're big, big things, just like this one. Um, we're trying to do some unique stuff at the, at the event, but there's a catch and the catch is you, you got to go to um, RC Heli Hangout mm. and you got to kind of follow the link. There's a link right on the front of RC Heli Hangout because it's an easy way to post. It kind of gets buried in Heli Freak. We don't have exactly a place to post it, but they were cordial enough and, and receptive enough to work with us and put a link right on the front of their page. And then you click on it, and it'll take you right to our, you know, the thread of information. They're doing that, you know, not charging us anything, so they're trying to help promote it. And we'll post all the rules in there. But you're going to have to do something at the event to enter the raffle, which is free. And you have to be a registered pilot of Urcha to enter. Mm-hmm. You have to be at the drawing when we draw. So you have to be at our demo. Yeah, You have to be present. And you'll have to do something to get that raffle ticket. Nothing big other than, you know, an advertising thing like we did last year. That's where you'll be able to find the information because we'll release the actual details there first. And that'll probably be uh, next week when we release that. And we'll release the additional information that we're going to release on Saturday for CP Hellies or with CP Hellies.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, we thought it would be fun. You know, know. And, then, and we're going to come up and videotape it, you know, so I'll be in Vegas mm-hmm. um, with them and and we'll do a couple other things and we'll videotape some of the stuff and, you know, send you home with a uh, sign canopy. And, and here's the deal. It doesn't matter what helicopter you fly. We don't care. Yeah. Just get there. And you got to get your helicopter. That's the other piece. So you got to get it on the plane and bring a battery pack. We'll have chargers. So you're not going to have to worry about chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to get there with your helicopter. And it doesn't matter what size, you don't know, have to show up with a big one if you don't have one. Uh, but I think the two days with Alan and Ben, you'll learn a lot, whoever it is.
0: Right. Oh, hell yeah.
1: And you'll get to see them fly, you know, in person because they'll do mm-hmm. something for you. And, you know, it'll just be two or three. If we go to the lake, it'll be three or four of us that's
0: awesome on that sweet Sweet. wow (laughs) i think your number one question that weekend is going to be can you slow that down a little bit so i can see what (laughs) the hell you're doing
1: (laughs) you you know it's funny you bring that up because we posted the 470 videos and every time alan or ben flies a 470 first thing somebody responds or sends us a private message is you sped it up no (laughs) they actually fly that fast (laughs) that thing's Uh ripping around i can barely follow it with the camera Right, right. Uh, you know, I just see a blur, and I've learned how to kind of keep it in the center of the camera. But yeah, those little helicopters go that fast. There's no editing or modification to video; it's moving that fast. Then you get them going the big ones, and half the time I slow it down and still don't still haven't figured out what they do.
0: <laughs> nice. You know, Ben
2: would be like, Can you bring it up 100 feet in the air? Because that's the perspective I would be looking at, <laughs> trying to do that maneuver, not on the ground. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you'll get the firsthand perspective because you'll be next to him, you know, yeah. when you're flying. Yeah. You might jump back a few times. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Ben can bring the helicopter across and make a transition in front of him, and you hear the thing just go wow wow And literally, if it's not done correctly, he'll snap the main shaft. Um, you hear the stress on the helicopter as it comes through that maneuver it's just it truly just amazing the feel of it Alan will do a little personal demo and Ben will do a personal demo and hopefully they'll teach us teach whoever the person is that wins whether it's a guy or a girl to pulls out
0: yeah awesome
1: you just have to be able to travel so we may have a stipulation that you have to be 18 because or sure. you have to Parent come, you know that type of situation where we pay for you, but your parent has to come. So we have to work out those kind of legal, mm-hmm. the legal detail piece.
0: I'll tell you, yeah. Steve Rob's son Devin would benefit from two days with those guys. Like amazing, amazingly.
1: Yeah. He he was out at Heli over Delaware, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. He's
1: actually got become very good.
0: From, oh yeah, from, mm-hmm.
1: in the last year.
0: Yeah. So, yep.
1: Yeah, but he crashed. Uh, I think that. Was it Saturday night he crashed?
0: I think yeah during the vegetation
2: challenge the yeah, the N7 went in.
1: Yeah, I, I felt bad for him because you could just see a little like somebody let the air out of his bubble. You know, it's, it's not pleasurable when that happens. But he can definitely fly very well. I was, I was impressed at listening to his dad and saying here where here's what his skill level was last year, and I think he's being very straightforward with this is really where he was at not fluffing it up because and now this is what he's doing i mean he's come a long way and if he keeps you know keeps up the practice he's going to be a very good pilot in a couple years
0: oh yeah for sure yeah yes yeah, that's straight up guy and tell you how it is yeah mm-hmm. yep awesome does that cover the
1: venture because yeah. I, w- <laughs> I wasn't sure what you meant and
2: yeah it's just uh the whole new thing with the the q a because i know the CP Helly guys. I know Dennis, he's been working really hard to um, do a lot of these, you know, Q&A sessions with different folks and kind of, you know, help grow the hobby and keep, you know, that whole kind of keep RC Helly's alive movement to, you know, just keep pushing forward and moving forward with, uh, especially on Facebook because Facebook is now, in my opinion, has, has grown to been like a really good resource and a, and a spot, a media spot for us, you know, folks that are in the hobby, and also for companies to join up together and talk and and kind of you know use that as a medium to communicate and and share knowledge and info. so
1: yeah, and, and it's good for us. I mean, I, I have a lot of people liking our page, and I encourage them to go to the team Align page and like the team line page because that's where we post pretty much everything. and we try to keep it about the team you know or team videos or what the team's doing um, and not inundated. A lot of people like me. Uh, but I, I don't know what goes through because I get so much. Uh, but I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a good way to get information out there. But there's other ways. Like I, I learned something this last year when we did the Las Vegas Funfly. We actually had a lot of people come in or show up at the Funfly that never visited the forums. And they really weren't on Facebook. They found us because we released information in our packages that we shipped out. Um, some of the other vendors that we sell to like Amy and Hobbies and Mikado were sending out some information in their packages to their customers and people would actually call us up and say, I got this flyer, I didn't even know about it. And then I'd ask them, what are you watching or what do you follow? And they they didn't follow the forums, any of them. And they certainly didn't do Facebook. So we ended up having a, several of those people show up because they want to know if they could pay and they just showed up and they came and said hi to me. Um, so there, there are other avenues, but Facebook is definitely a major um, way to get in, yeah. you know, or, or send information out. I agree with that. You know, in closing, I, I want to just thank thank both of you and your whole group because I know that there's more behind the scenes than the two of you. I visited your um, your webpage, mm-hmm. but appreciate everything you're doing to promote the brands and the hobby as a whole because that's important. And hopefully, we'll see both of you at Urcha and you know, encourage people to come to our website to follow the details and go to R.C. Holly Hangout hang out to find out what we're doing. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think what you're doing is a great job and, and being very non-biased is even more important. And the way you've handled everything as far as getting me on has been nothing but first class. And I think people it's important for people to know that because um, the outlook that you're taking is promoting everything as a whole,
0: which is great.
2: Awesome. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Let's move to news and announcements.
0: Freaking news and announcements. Um, <laughs> we have nothing written here. Nothing written. I, I don't um, have any. Wait a minute. I don't have any news or announcements. I have an announcement in what's next for me in the hobby.
2: Okay. We'll move to that in a quick second. But, yeah, I just want to just you know, plug this back in. Uh, CP's Heli. CP Heli Group in Facebook. Uh, Saturday, July 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned, go to the group, join the group. you know if you have a question for Gail line, you know you listen to this podcast and you're like, you know what? they covered a lot of stuff, but I have a question. Go there and ask your question. okay So um, definitely check it out. I would want to thank Dennis um, for doing those uh, you know those Q A sessions. I think they're pretty cool. They, he did one with Nick Johnson, which was awesome. but um yeah, so definitely go check that
0: out. real quick, I was I was on Horizon Hobby and i yes. saw that there is a umf 27 fpv bind and fly uh brand new from blade that's coming out and it's an fpv wing it kind of looks like the old hobby king um radjet type thing radjet on, Rad, yeah the radjet remember there was two versions of that flight tested a video 100 years ago about the 800-millimeter <laughs> right, right. size, um, and I think it was a 400-millimeter size or something, but this thing's only 17-inches wingspan. Wow. And, That's
2: like, uh, a, like a, a small one.
0: Yeah, and it's UMX, and it's uh-huh. FPV, man. I don't know if this comes with the – oh, it comes with a 150-milliwatt transmitter. Oh, wow. And a 170-degree wide-angle lens, brushless motor. All that good stuff. Is it a Bind and
2: Fly? Does it come with a battery, or is it basic Bind and Fly basic?
0: Uh, it's you need a you need a radio, you need an FPV uh, monitor, or headset. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. you'll need. It's a two S battery, so you'll need that 30 C six two S. So Bind and Fly basic, basically yeah.
2: airframe, you know, motor, servos, and FPV onboard FPV setup. That's yeah, cool. It's
0: pretty, pretty good, and it's nice. like 160 bucks. Oh, that's not bad bucks. at all. No. Wow! Awesome. Uh, what's next for you in the hobby? Uh, getting ready for flight fest 17. And yes. a lot of people might be surprised to know that I'm not working on anything crazy this year. It, I really, know. I, I, I don't know, man. It just came up a little fast. We really, I don't have a lot of time to, to devote to this year. And, and I more or less want to, I, we were kind of on the same page where we just want to go and like say hi to everybody and hang out. Huh? Just, just see everybody. You know, yeah, yeah, we
2: want to do some flying, but mainly I think the purpose of that trip is just to you know meet the family again, right? Meet yeah, meet you know the FT Community Cast guys again, and and hang out with them, and hang out with uh, RC after our you know podcast, and, and just kind of you know get back to um the the flight fest uh, or the flight test family. I don't know how you want to say flight fest family or flight test family, um, and just kind of you know hang out with all the great folks that we've met over the years. Again. Yeah,
0: it's bringing a smile to my face just thinking about it, man. I can't wait to go back and uh-huh. uh,
2: and see everybody. And
0: and I want to say to
2: represent helicopters that fly fast because usually yes, we're we're you know there there are there are other folks there that fly helicopters, but you know I feel um I got to bring it you know I got I got to bring the big at least one big bird and and you know
0: yeah but dude, get all the foamy planes around. <laughs> When you think about it, it's almost <laughs> a thousand to one. Like, there was, I think, yeah. four of us there flying helicopters last year. There was 4,000 yeah. people there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know, it wasn't 4,000, but it was like over a thousand registered, I believe. So, but still, that's four uh, 0.4 percent. I don't even know yeah. how. Many yeah. It is. So, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, it's insane when you think about it. But it's, it's, you know, I want to, I want, I want folks that are in the, um, you know that like flying planes or multirotors or whatever might not get that much um, you know close up look time with a, a helicopter well they could come in and talk about helicopters with me if they want to learn anything or, or I have questions you know so I yeah. want to kind of have that aspect there I I don't want it to be just like okay you know it's all planes 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 and and you know um, helicopters is like something that it's for another event. I kind of want that still to be included. Um, I'm curious to see what the flight line is going to be set up. It's probably going to be, we're going to be all on the right side again or something. But um,
0: Hey, Flight Test is all about flight, and it yes. doesn't matter which which kind. Yeah. They're cool, would you?
2: It's going to be a really good time, I think. Uh, I guess we'll kind of just both talk about this. It's, that's kind of what I'm. I'm um, what we're gearing part- up for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we're going to get ready for the flight fest. We're going to, w- what's the plan? We're going to drive, what, like really early Saturday morning or something like that, trying to get there probably by, I would say, I don't know, what, like 12? I don't know, 1? Yeah, 12. Something like that? Yeah. So we'd have to leave at, what, 2 in the morning then, huh?
0: No, we'd have to leave at like, 5 o'clock. I think uh, it's only hours 7 it? hours. I thought it was only oh, 7, wasn't it?
2: You know, for some reason, I have it in my head. It's going to be 10 hours to drive to Ohio, to Akron, or or where that is, Canton. It's okay.
0: Malvern, dude.
2: Malvern, whatever. It's somewhere <laughs> yeah, in Ohio. But- <laughs> all I know is we drive all the way through Pennsylvania, and then it's like an hour and a half or two hours away from there. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, so I don't know. If we leave at 5, we could probably get there around noon-ish. And then okay. probably by the time we get set up and everything. I don't know. So I'm we- not bringing a bunch of stuff. I think we set up a... The pop-up and a table and two chairs and maybe the, the banner and we're we're good to go. Yes.
2: Um, we're not – yeah, we're not even bringing a charger. No. We're just going to charge our packs, kind of go out there, um, do a bit of flying, do – you know, definitely talk and hang out with our friends out there. Um, and then I think what, – what are we going to – you rented a hotel room? I believe, Because yeah. uh, camping was all sold out already. Yep. So – yeah, we'll rent a hotel room, and then are we gonna go back on Sunday or just like go back to the the fly fest or we're we just gonna go home? What's your plan?
0: What do um, you have? I don't know. I I was thinking, you know, go back and clean up and then split from there. I don't, because I, I don't I don't see us breaking that stuff down. Okay. I Guess we could, but I don't know. We just yeah. lower it oh. and leave it for tonight or whatever. Yeah, we'll play it by ear and see. But definitely, um,
2: for our listeners. Saturday, uh, would be the big day. So, you know, if you wanna come talk to us, you wanna say hi, you know, you met us last year and um you know, you wanna shake our hand, whatever, come by, talk to
0: us. We will definitely welcome you. I just I I wanna see everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanna
0: see everybody we ran into, man. Even if it was just last year, dude. I'm gonna tell Alex and uh
2: Austin that um Kevin wants to do a new time demo with the six ninety. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Here's three minutes of hovering. Hell yeah, 45 degree tail. End. What? I'm just gonna you no. Know, I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna <laughs> hover and I'm gonna turn around and, and like wave to the crowd, and then I'm gonna go back and
2: oh yeah, I think you're again. gonna
0: scream, "Help! Help! Help!" I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll run up and down the fly line.
2: <laughs> no, all right, um, but yeah, definitely that's gonna be fun. Um, for me, I want to get the vegan ready, the 6s vegan. Won't be the glass version, just be the foam board version, but i'll get that ready hopefully made in this weekend so that way i can um make sure that it's good to go or i'll made it in there if worst comes to worst um uh, get my nitro repaired too so i want to get that going cool all right um
0: let's go
2: with our wrap up then
0: all right let's wrap it up wrap it up i don't think burt Cameron is gonna listen to this episode man because this is gonna be like a four-hour podcast No, no. Two hours and (laughs) I I
2: estimate two and a half hours. I'm I'm thinking three. Three? By the time we're done, yeah. Possibly. We'll see. All right. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at 651. That's plus two this week. And Facebook has, you know, uh, hooked us up, I'll say, with three names. So I don't know how that works, but cue the music and let's do it. All right, we have Jorge Guti, we have uh, Giacomo <laughs> Faneza, no L, why am I putting an L in there? Uh, and we have Joel Rickerson. Richardson, Yeah, Joel Richardson.
0: Nice. All right. Thanks, Facebook. Uh, f-
2: yeah. Facebook comments. Uh, Chris, our friend Chris Breams. Yeah. He's in uh, his helicopter. He put on, He, he I think he made these. Their uh, custom-built training skids for his uh, helicopter. So Chris primarily flies planes. Um, he's got into um, a lot of balls and stuff recently, and but he did pick up a helicopter. I forgot which one it was. I want to say 270 CFX, but um, any yeah. case, he picked up uh, one of Blade Hallies, um and he built these, you know, like the the training skids, right? The the X pattern with the ping pong balls on the ends. And he had three successful flights with it. So go, Chris, man. That's awesome. I expect you to be full smack Kyle Stacey kind of flying by the time we see you at the Northeast um, Model Helicopter Jamboree. <laughs> Do <laughs> not September. listen to him, Chris. <laughs> no, no. But it, it would be nice, you know, to to catch up with you. So I we yeah. definitely,
0: definitely hope to see you there. Um, and, you know, we'll get a flight in. It'll be great. And dude, we had a bunch of people post on uh on a thread that we started. Um it's it's just you and me and my goofy look um at Hellies Over Delaware. We were recording a yes. podcast. Um Gina yes. Tucker, she said something, Ethan said something. I mean, thanks to everybody who posted, but I'll read a few. Uh Gina said she's been working on building planes and flying helicopters after work. Gina's gonna go to Urcha uh in August and then mm-hmm. uh OHB wendell heli blow out hopefully we'll see ethan at flight fest i'm not sure what he's yeah, I think been he's doing gonna be there um so just just to kind of
2: i think you missed the the beginning part but yeah we posted i posted up there um you know we, we were always like oh what, what have we been up to what are we up to next um but i want to know what was new for our listeners yeah so you know i basically posted um a picture of us at HOD. <laughs> We're both, I think, looking exactly into the camera. But, uh, this is Mike Longo. He took the po- photo. So I took that photo and posted it and said, so, you know, we want to hear from from our listeners. So, yeah, Gina commented on what she's been up to. Ethan, what did you want to just go every other one real quick?
0: Yeah, sure. Ethan said I've been busy uh, mm-hmm. turning his basement into an RC workshop and hobby room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's close to being finished. Uh
2: Brian Weller said he has an E5 coming to build, so he's just not sure when it'll be done. But no knowing uh the heli craziness inside of all of us, it'll we'll probably
0: be done in like a couple of days. Nice. Chris Katsoulis, Uh he said fly, crash, rebuild while listening to Free Fall RC podcast. Thanks, nice, Chris. Chris.
2: Uh we got Chuck Boyle, he said just took the plunge into V control. So nice. Yeah. And then I, I replied back saying, drinking the Kool-Aid, I see, welcome to the dark side. And he mentioned, uh yeah, they started out with v back in 07, 08. So, yeah, he's been drinking the Kool-Aid for a little bit now.
0: Cool. Uh, Jamie Paulson said, are, you, are, <laughs> asked, are, are we doing karaoke in this picture? <laughs> or asked if you're doing karaoke.
2: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I'm holding the mic like, you know, I'm rapping or something. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I said, yeah, I let my vocal cords ring. Never see the fun fly empty so quickly. <laughs> we did do a uh, We did a live <laughs> podcast record at HOD episode. will be out that Friday. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, let's see. I take Rob's. Rob says, can you say turbine? Yeah, that's our friend Rob
2: McClellan. Oh, that's awesome. He got his um, turbine waiver, tur- turbine hey. You got his turbine waiver or turbine yeah. waiver? Yeah, he kept on saying turbine. Uh, <laughs> day. I was like, is it turbine or turbine? <laughs> I don't know, but if um. I hear somebody
0: say robots, <laughs> robots, I'm gonna <laughs> flip the table over. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
2: all right. And then we have uh, Ben Pennington. He said nitro on floats, baby. And he posted a YouTube video of him flying. So he has a T Rex 600N on floats, and he's also doing auto rotations on the water gotta check this out um yeah you know maybe i'll repost this uh uh you know as a as a post from me or uh, from the facebook uh
0: free for RC facebook page it it's pretty amazing uh, Yeah, dude you have to yeah. check this video out this is it something really is. it's really cool
2: uh-huh uh it's, the stall turns on it, it just looks so amazing with the floats like like big bubble floats on the bottom of this
0: this helicopter it's awesome <laughs> it's cool it is definitely cool man <laughs>
2: Yeah, I wrote, um, LOL, that's freaking on me. Awesome. Loving how the uh, floats look when they do stall turns. And he says, looks like a flying (laughs) pallet. LOL, I love doing stall turns with the floats on, digging the podcast, by the way. So thank you. uh, Thanks, Ben, for posting that. And thanks, everyone, for uh, posting
0: on our, uh, you know, what you've been up to. Nice. Okay, uh, website comments. Well, we got a couple of emails from Javier. Uh, via the website um mm-hmm. he's been a little upset because he crashed his 420 um yeah yeah javier reach out
2: to me man um let's see if i can help you out. i might have some parts you know in my my goblin 38420 bin you know, i could help you out with or you know we'll, we'll work out something i know some folks so uh, that can definitely help you out so yeah. Email us. Let me know what kind of parts you need. We'll figure it out and try to help you out. Get that bird back flying again.
0: He said he's been practicing TikToks a lot. And I'll tell him Like what Rob told me was if you start off with rainbows and start slow and definitely work on just getting into that 45 degree attitude and then stopping yes. and then 45 the other way, stop and just yes. slowly go back and forth. It actually it helped me out a lot. Um and I actually enjoy doing the rainbows and mm-hmm. to where I can keep them uh, gaining or losing altitude and just can go from there. I mean, I'm still working on them. So, and the TikToks.
2: Yeah. The biggest problem when, when people are learning TikToks, I think, is they get too scared to pull the heli either back or forward too much, usually back, because that starts to turn into like an inverted hover. Um, They, they get too worried about pulling it back. So, they end up doing more like a tomahawk or, yeah. you know, where like. The helicopter goes from hovering to like a knife edge, straight, you know, nose up, tail down, back to a hover, um, and that it's going to be hard if you if that's what you're doing. It's hard to get the timing of a TikTok because you need to pull the heli back so you can get that forty five. It actually stops for a split second, then you go forward and stops for a split second. Doing the long rainbows helps you break down the TikTok and slow down the timing. Um and then once you start speeding that up, you'll notice that you do a lot of cyclic and very little collective to get that helicopter to do a TikTok.
0: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say you'll be amazed at how less collective you actually need uh-huh. than you would think to do that. Yep. yep. And listen to me, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Look at this. Uh, but you know, yeah, that's awesome. It's one thing I've been practicing a lot. Yeah, and definitely, dude, you've been
2: definitely getting better, especially the six ninety. I see you doing those TikToks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Uh, podbean people. Podbean. Well, BVGHJ has been very, vi- very busy, and he uh, liked episodes 78, 79, 80, and 81. Uh, people that started following us are Michael Reese Co. and The Game Looters. I don't know how I've been missing these messages, but I got them on, through our email, which is via Pod Podbean. Uh-huh. Um Frank Mora DAO's uh uh-huh. commented on legendary Burke Camera. He said you guys are killing it even though no one could say my last name correctly. <laughs> uh, sorry, nice. Frank. And uh the other comment I saw was uh a real well thought out and detailed comment from our buddy Ryan Zanow and it said sweetness on the uh legendary Per camera episode so thanks guys very decent yes <laughs> very decent
2: yeah that's how he, he like when he likes something. the
0: other like, decent very
2: decent right <laughs> awesome uh can't wait to meet that guy in real life too um uh
0: Hildeflyer actually sent us a few messages
2: too awesome i gotta reach out to you uh about glassing again i gotta figure out where you get your stuff because i need to start ordering that stuff so
0: awesome he sent thank some you some pictures of uh Heli Direct guy, Guillerme,
2: saying hi. Mm-hmm. So yep, I think he's on the Heli Direct team. And uh, I think he was originally trying to make it to our fun flight, but he wasn't able to. Just, so, you know, we moved it around, and and um, just scheduling-wise, it didn't work out. So, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Cool. All right, Gail. So, you know, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you or maybe have some comments or questions for you, uh, how would they do that?
1: Um, I'm, pre- I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> so there's a couple of things. If you want to contact me on Facebook, it's Gale Online. That's direct. You can also visit us at uh, the Facebook team page, which is a team-aligned enterprise hobby.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: You can visit enterprisehobby.com for information about the helicopters, the build videos. We keep everything there, as far as the blo- we blog them, you know, the blog pages. There's also on that site uh, the manuals for all the helicopters. Awesome. Uh, the manuals for the ESCs, manuals for um, the motors, mm-hmm. and there's a couple pages that people don't realize. So we we actually have the frequencies for the servos listed. If you nice. fly to Beast Plus, you know, you can go to Beast Plus, but sometimes Beast Plus. Our uh, yeah. B-Stacks doesn't have them updated as fast as we do, so we put them there. Right. And there there actually is a tab under Frequently Asked Questions. I want to look it up because people miss it. And it helps the beginner with what to do, actually. It's power tips. So if you go to Frequently Asked Questions and look up head speed tips, and I know this is not Contact Me, but people don't realize that it lists all the line helicopters and the recommended head speeds.
2: Oh, wow. That's oh, awesome. Nice.
1: It gives you the the motor tail gear, the tooth, the main gear, the voltage, everything out of the box. Yeah, that's 50 great. 50 all the way up, down and mm-hmm. gives you a 3D versus F3C. So that's a good way. But to find me, that's the main way. And if you want to write me directly, it's no secret my email address is. It's AlignTech, so A-L-I-G-N-T-E-C-H, mm-hmm. at EnterpriseHobby.com. Or, or call me. I'm in the office. It's 909-321-2717. Awesome. Yeah. Very easy to find. Very easy for for anything that you need. And what I would encourage people, and I don't know if we're at the end, but is mm-hmm. that if you're having a problem with a helicopter or you're having a problem with a line part or you're having an issue with something that has a line, whatever that issue is, I often find it amazing And I've come up with some realizations, which we could have private talks about, but people post it, pick up the phone and call us, get some help. Yeah. Figure out what the problem is. Resolve the issue. Definitely. It's going to be a lot faster since we, we actually have a full-time staff in the office to answer questions Monday through Friday. And most companies don't have that. So we're going to help you. And if you can't reach us there, you can reach me on Facebook. You can send an email, I mean, people have called and I've answered the phone at the field on a Saturday or Sunday because I know this much. If you're really desperate, you're praying like I did several years ago. Please answer the phone (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because you're stuck. So we're doing everything we can to try to help you. So reach out to us because we'll give back to you and help you in any way we can to provide the assistance and help. I'm pretty easy to find.
2: Awesome. Great. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for making yourself available like that. That's awesome.
1: It's, it goes back to that give back. Hmm? Other people have done it to me or for me. So why can't you do it for somebody else? It's not, it doesn't happen that often. Most people are respectful, but the, yeah. you, have that, you have that frustrating moment. Come on, we've all been there. It's Sunday. You're trying to rebuild something. It's not working. And 90, 90% of the time it's you, right? And you're looking at it. You just don't see it in a different perspective because you're so focused and frustrated and you exactly. just need to point the right direction, so it usually works out well for everybody.
2: But and just you know, just note he is in the West Coast, so <laughs> he's yeah. Pacific time. So you know, don't call him at six in the morning Eastern time because that's way early for
1: him. <laughs> Somebody called me at eleven o'clock once, and because the company phone sometimes rings on my phone, okay. I answered. They were like, "Huh? What are you answering for I said, well, you called?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I was gonna leave a message. I said, "Well, you know, leave me the message in, and yeah, I'll tell me the answer it now." <laughs> right. It doesn't always happen that way. My point is, is that it is very simple. Is it if you're really looking for help with the line products, mm-hmm. it only makes sense to reach out directly to the distributor in the United yeah. States. Sure. If you go directly to a line, it comes directly back to me. But guess what? You have a two day delay. Right. Because right. you're going to write right online, and the work, the day change, everything else. They're going to send it back to me. Then we're going to contact you. So just reach out to Enterprise Hobby. Um, you know, if you're having a time, hard time getting in touch, just write us an email and say, hey, can you call us during this time? Because we understand work schedules. And sometimes we'll try to do that to help you help the person out. Because the information you're going to receive is, is good information. We're going to do everything we can to get you up in the air and resolve the issue. And we're going to support the dealer if you bought through our dealer network, which is easily found at EnterpriseHobby.com. Hobby, Enterprise Go to the dealer page and find a local dealer and support those people because yep. you'll end up getting support from us, and we're going to make it right. We're going to do everything in our power to make it right. Awesome. Simple as that. Cool. If you're flying helicopters, pick the ones you like. Pick it because you personally like it and don't get influenced by other people. And eventually people change to another helicopter. they will try somebody else's. It's more important to get flying in the hobby and get your friends flying than it is to turn around and tell somebody that X helicopter is better than another. Because what's to me amazing is that I've had a very unique opportunity to be close to not only our line pro pilots, but other people. Uh, Nick Maxwell, uh, Mitch out of uh, chicago kyle stacy you you hand them a controller and you hand that person a, a helicopter and as long as it's tuned fairly well it's amazing what they can do they're just gifted yes and it's like i said more important that you just fly a helicopter pick your helicopter that you like try somebody else's every now and then because maybe you'll find that something better, or maybe it'll justify why you're turning around and flying. theirs. it's just more important for people to fly.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Don't get stuck on the brand so much. It's, it's not just about the brand, you know, it's about the helicopters. It's, it's also about the community.
1: So. Bert does a great job and I'm going to pl- throw in a plug for him at the end. Cause I throw it. If somebody calls me up right now, cause we don't have anything. as I mentioned, he, you know, he has those videos, but if you go to a smack talk, RC website, And you go list under 3D videos. If you're trying to learn how to fly or you're frustrated with something, pay the guy the two bucks or whatever it is. Don't share the video with your friends. It's two bucks. I don't know whether they're two or three dollars. Download the first 3D video. Follow it like a T.
2: Yeah. So you're talking about the Smacks Talk. uh, Yeah. I'm talking about the Learning
1: 3D series. The Learning
2: 3D series. And Bobby
1: Watts did, right? Yep. And – if you follow that video and what I mentioned earlier about that, if you follow that video and you go through those things, it, they're good videos and the yeah. information is is correct. I mean, still relevant. It, yep, It's relevant. It's correct. Mm-hmm. They're showing it correctly. I've watched some of the YouTube people that show how to fly and then they're doing things backwards and I start following somebody and then I go out to the field and they go, what are you doing? That's not how it is. And I go back and I bought birds and watched it. So it's a good investment if you're trying to do maneuvers, and it's a good investment, and I always recommend it to people because, like I said, we don't have anything out there right now from a line that I can say, "Oh, go watch this video," and it's here for you to do, mm-hmm. you know, to do. But it's a good investment; it's a couple bucks, and you're gonna pick something up from it, no matter where you're at in your flying style. I recommend doing that for him, um, and he put a, And I gotta tell you, I think they put a lot of time and effort in doing those videos, mm-hmm. him and Bobby Watts. Yep. and for the price that you're paying, you're getting you know you're getting a pretty good lesson. Definitely. So I, I would commend anybody that to to go ahead and spend time and do that. And then, like I said, buy a helicopter. And if you're looking how to fly, find somebody at the field and pick a helicopter and get it set up correctly and fly, and then try something different. And it works out for everybody.
0: For sure. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> the,
1: the truth is about the videos is they are good videos. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I bought a couple of those, a um, couple of the trick ones because I wanted to learn how to do like funnels and stuff. So I've- uh,
1: they're good. And then if you're going to Urcha, please come visit us at Urcha. Yeah. And say hi. You know, if you need help, come and see us. Uh, we may be inundated this year, but that's okay. We're going to do the best we can. Um, enter the raffles for the prizes that we have. And if not, visit us at another fun point. And encourage us to go to FunFly, send your stuff in, tell us where you'd like to see us go. Um, sometimes the funflies help us with a little bit of the travel, so that's a huge thing for us. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I support your local club, support your local community with flying, and support your podcast. Because you guys are doing awesome. a bang-up job.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, Gail. Yeah, thanks for taking the time, and this is awesome.
1: Uh, you're welcome, and uh, edit out all my bad stuff, please.
0: Definitely.
2: <laughs> awesome do we have itunes reviews there are
0: no itunes reviews
2: drop us an itunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode email us at free at at gmail.com like us on facebook or follow us on facebook you don't need to like us uh facebook.com slash free podcast bill uh, <laughs> uh don't forget <laughs> bill what do you mean bill test pilot <laughs> William.
0: He follows All us right. and doesn't like us. Oh, uh, is that so? Yeah. Uh, Where have you been? We've only talked about this for like weeks. I don't
2: know. Uh, don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. He's hi. always trying to add new stuff when we send it to him. Hi, Chris. hows <laughs> hell, Rybert? See, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production other than flight test podcasts. Free for RC podcast sitting next to the flight test community cast.
0: Hey, patch Mike, and Kevin has been doing a great job updating that. And thank yeah. you, Hill flyer, for being one of the only ones to, to comment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't wait
2: to go see everyone again. Uh, yeah. At flight test. That's gonna be awesome. All right. Uh, RC forum under RC Heli main section podcast corner. And, uh, we'll be sitting next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast.
0: Hey, Walt and Ed. It was good, good to see Ed this weekend.
2: All right. That was awesome. Thanks, uh, Gail. Thanks, all listeners. Uh, we are Sky, and we'll see you next time.
0: See you. See, see ya. Boy. Did, did you right. say everything
1: you were supposed to say? Hey, yeah. how do you exit out of this thing? Can I tell you a funny story? (laughs) But because this goes back when I became team manager. Because you asked how I became team manager, Mm -hmm. work hurtcha. And and me. So I honestly between you and I, and I tell people this. I never followed any of these guys. The only reason I know who Alan Zabel is is because his name's on a box that I bought, which says, <laughs> right. Okay. I never watched any videos. I didn't, I don't, I don't, didn't really care. That's why this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're at Urcha and Colin Bell standing next to me. Okay. And at the time, Alliance really the only company paying pilots. Everybody else is getting cut. Cause I, I heard this got a little, and I'm standing next to Colin Bell, and this guy's in our booth all the time, just a diehard fan. And he and he's a couple years older than me. He's probably my same age as a look younger. And he walks up and he says, I'd like to take a picture with you to Colin. And I said, Oh great, let me take the picture. And I go to reach for the camera. And he looks at me and he says, Oh no. And he turns to Alan and hands the camera to Alan and says, He can take the picture. I want you to be in the picture because I'd like the team manager to be in the picture.
0: <laughs>
1: now, mind you i've been the team manager as far as everybody's concerned about half a day
2: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i we went to dinner that night and i looked at alan because we went to the first dinner where i was going to meet everybody you know officially and kind of talk to him. Uh-huh. And I look at Alan afterwards and I go, Alan, this is the funniest thing in the world. I says, I can't, I can't fly a helicopter like you or anything else. And this guy wants a picture with me. I'm like a nobody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he wants you to take the picture.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> like what a I now. wish I had video of it because it was like, uh, you're kidding me. And I tease Alan because I tell Alan, hey, Alan, I, I, I told him, I don't know who you are. I mean, I, I, I know I met you a couple times, just like in acquaintances at a fun fly, but... Your name's on my box. And there's a whole bunch of screws in it that I've never sorted. I found the
0: box.
1: That was my funny story.
0: That's crazy. Um,